0: The Slash Shot Podcast, another podcast brought to you by Star Six Media, a hockey podcast. Joined in studio with uh, Alex and Ross. It's it's a pleasure to give you guys episode two, uh, the Western Conference preview. As we're excited, Ross is in his Hawks jersey. Do you want to turn around and give the. The viewers, what you're wearing? I
1: will not break sit uh, for those initiated. They know what that means, but please continue, Jack.
0: He is wearing a number 27 signed jersey by Jeremy Roenick. Um, exciting stuff. Exciting. Uh, we, we were on the ice a few hours ago, but even though we're, we're here delivering you this podcast, um, Alex, how are we doing on this Thursday night?
2: I am doing fantastic. As you mentioned, we were on the ice a couple hours ago, which is always a good vibe. For you know, you want to talk hockey, you want to feel in the spirit, and uh, nothing nothing gets your hockey thoughts going like skating out there. You know, you start getting the comparisons to who you may be, and uh, you know, I'm doing good. Wings well, on the West Coast trip too, so it's it, you know, I got a little West Coast preview firsthand. Um, I'm
0: excited to talk hockey here. No, it's gonna be a fun night. Got to check in with. Ross, the guy from uh, Newton, Massachusetts, joining Star 6 Family. It's always exciting to introduce him to the show. Ross, how are we doing on this Thursday night?
1: Fellas, always a pleasure, never a chore um, Obviously you mentioned The the, the signed JR Uni uh, I am not a Blackhawks fan This does not represent a change of fanhood um, I'm just stoked I'm stoked, I rolled some dice And uh, won, a, won a great uh, JR signed Uni um, Had a great Cairo appointment I'm uh, on the wrong side of 30 And uh, got myself all fixed up And honestly I, I've never felt better So no better time to record a pod It's a a fun Thursday night I mean cold
0: Cold Thursday night in Chicago But who gives a shit Uh, Moving right into it We broke down the Eastern Conference last week We're going to jump right into the Western Conference Starting with the Central Division Starting with who's in front The Dallas Stars At uh, 10-5-2 For 22 points The Dallas Stars are who we're going to start it off with just to toss it around, um, Alex. Anything, anything to say about the Dallas Stars?
2: Yeah, no, I got, I got something to say. Because honestly, the Dallas Stars are a team that have changed vibes in the last couple years. You had that top loaded line with Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. and that was just like a, it was a scoring line. It was, it was a line that you thought would carry you, right? With Klingberg at the back, they've changed vibes. They got Rupert Hints. Yeah, Pavelski on that top line now, a guy who does not seem to age, right? And uh then we're talking here Jake Jake Jason Robertson, sorry.
1: Arguably got, the best line in
2: hockey. It's it's a fantastic line. And I, I feel bad, like honestly the way I said Jake instead of Jason Robertson kind of sums up what I find the stars to be, right? Couple beers. Couple beers. It's a couple beers but it's also a line that's like fantastic but they're not the name brand. And you have the the second aging line is the name brand but really when you look at the stars what you should be talking about is that top line which is fantastic. And uh, it's, it's an interesting team to me. I don't... I, I don't know what to think of them right now. I feel like if you watch them more, you would have a lot more hype to say about them. What I have to say right now is they're a very good team. I I, I, well, I don't know very they're a good team with a fantastic top line. And um, I don't know, Jamie Bennett is having a great start to the year. And I think that's big. Jamie Bennett is a guy who like, has been a star in the past, maybe past his prime, definitely past his prime. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested. I, honestly, I'm interested to see what you guys think about this team because to me, it seems like a good team that has a top line that's loaded without the name brands, a second line that could be fantastic because of the former name brands, who might find a second wind. What do you guys have to say? Jake Ottinger had a great start to the year, right? Uh, and a goalie can take you a long way. What do you guys have to say
0: here? No, it, it, it's a it's a fair point, Jake Ottinger. Uh, I believe the BU uh, That's right, Brad yep, BU has, has been stellar for this Dallas team uh, an impressive line between Jason Robertson Joe Pavelski and Rope Heintz uh, is what the depth chart Rupe. shows. Rupe, Rupe Rupe, thank you uh, you know, it, it's been fun, I mean 16 games in and you're, you're seeing production from that first line Ross, what do you think of this Dallas Stars team to start 16 games into the,
1: the regular season well, I've got to be honest with you, you know, Peter DeBoer as head coach with this Dallas Stars team, um, a lot of things to be excited about. You know, they're obviously out to the start to lead the division. Uh, I, I, you know, spent some time, obviously, we're investing in the pod. We're investing in our viewers. We love our viewers. So, Rusty spent his, you know, Wednesday night checking out, checking out the clubs that we we're going to be talking about and breaking down. Watched a little bit of the uh, Bolt-Stars game last night on TNT, i got to tell you. A couple things really jumped out to me. Number one, Peter DeBoer, uh, head coach. He's got a great uh, track record of turning teams around. Uh, Last year, the Stars were like a fringe playoff team. They didn't get the year they wanted out of Ben. They didn't get the year they wanted out of Segan, who was obviously playing pretty hurt. Um, But Rupe Hintz, Jason Robertson... Our absolute boy, the borderline legend, maybe one of the most underrated American born hockey players of all time, Joe Pavelski. You know, those guys came out and they gave that uh what was it? Was it uh who'd they give a ride in the playoffs last year? Was it Colorado? they wrote they wrote no it was colorado i think they wrote they wrote colorado into a hard six and so that was kind of the squad and and uh deborah's like track record is about improving teams from the season prior and there's a lot of data behind it i'm not a data guy not a math guy don't quote me on that but um you can see that these guys play really hard for him um they block a lot of shots they've got a lot of great depth a couple things stood out to me from that Bolt stars game again small sample size but just you know going on recent memory Delandria, Delandria, (laughs) all right. He's not gonna, he's not gonna take over our Mileswood, our Mileswood title. But Delandria blocked a Steven Stamkos one timer on a power play right after a lost challenge after a go ahead goal. That's guts, man. Like that's that's playoff. Like that's what championship teams do. So that really stood out to me, um, and. Like this, Delandria guy, he's not gonna jump off the sheet. He's not gonna like like have like a hyper influence on all these games. But I think he really represents this team plan for DeBoer and and do what they can. You got that top line. You got that top line now where it's Jason Robertson, Rupe not Rope. Rupe. <laughs> he might have a rope, but his name's Rupe. <laughs> Rupe. hints, Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski, badass line. Arguably one of the best lines in hockey so far, arguably the best. Um, And then all of a sudden we're ignoring their biggest salary cap hits. Tyler Sagan, who looks to be playing his first kind of pain-free, healthy season in a bit. Uh, returning to form um, and, you know Sagan's game has really evolved over the years he was obviously the Bruins pick once upon a time after that Phil Kessel trade we got him number two um, he started to develop into his own and then we traded him because he may or may not have you know diddled the GM's daughter or whatever but we're not going to get into that um, my point is Sagan in Dallas, Sagan's career he's been a 70 point kind of guy and last year last two years right he struggled to be healthy looks like he's healthy again jamie ben also similarly struggled looks like he's healthy again so they put together this like scrappy wild card team without those two guys looks like they're both back that's a game changer a couple other notes here dallas phenomenal special teams. Their power play is clicking on all fronts. Um, Their penalty kill looks phenomenal. There's this kid, Wyatt Johnson. Anybody know Wyatt Johnson? That's on your bingo card. I was about to
2: ask about him. So
1: Wyatt Johnson (laughs) led the CHL in points last year. They drafted him 23 overall two years ago. He's 19 years old. He's playing on the team. He's trying to crack the roster. I'm not sure how big of a role he'll play this season, but This is a high-end, high-skill guy um, that's coming in on an entry-level deal, which is what you need uh, when you have a veteran lineup like that. And I I really look at their back end, right? You have uh, Miro Heiskanen, who... I mean, so all due respect to to the Western Conference, and we're going to get into it all day, and it's it's more heavy to the Pacific than the Central, but I really keep up with the Western Conference mostly in the playoffs because I watch all the playoff games, and that's usually when I learn about Excuse me, that was a burp. Uh, thank you, Um <laughs> But I, I usually learn about the Western Conference teams come playoffs. And Miro Heiskanen has won me over year after year after year after year. Um, effective, his skating, his positioning, his puck movement, his offensive ability, his defensibility, one of the most well-rounded uh, defensive players in the league. I think he's the top 10 D-man in the world. You got something for me? Well, I was about to ask about Miro Heiskanen because he's a guy who I've heard his name again.
2: I've heard his name for a long time. He's in his fifth full season, and he's twenty three. Right? Like when you see that, you look at a player and you think about them differently because only the top, like only the top skilled players. Make it to their fifth full season at the age 23. That's just what it is. Whether or not you think they're good or not, the best players are playing their fifth season by age 23. Miro Heiskanen, like, when I look at this defensive core, it's a lot of names I don't know, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? I'm not watching your team every night. That's just the fact of it. But Miro Heiskanen's got to be the key. He's been the number one defenseman on this team for a while. Uh, well, I guess they had Klingberg. I guess they had Klingberg. But... Traded him last year. Yeah, but High Heiskanen's been the staple, or a staple, of this defensive court.
1: So this is a good conversation to, to, for me to jump into, which is, I think this is a better team without Klingberg. That's my hot take I on think the stars. He, I think that's... And... and... They they let Klingberg walk in free agency, and so now they're decor. It goes back to Hyskin. It goes back. They've got uh, Colin Miller, who's a really interesting player. Bruins uh, former. right? Well, eventually Bruins, but you know he bounced around. But what what Col- Colin Miller set a record in the AHL for the hardest shot and the fastest skater. In the same AHL all-star tools, tools. So he's always had the ability, but he was always a little bit reckless and all the things that you need in a D-man, he'd seem to lack. Um, He's at a point now in his career where it's kind of shit or get off the pot. And I I think he's made some strides, and he's playing with Heiskanen now, which is obviously the ideal D-partner. That's moving along. Then you move to their second pairing, and they've got... Um, Hockenpah, who's a big, mean, thin. You talk about size, Armdog. I know you're yeah. a big size I'm guy. Oh, big
2: size guy. 6'6". Hocken- six, six.
1: Hock- Hockenpah's a monster. Uh, that's a big playoff player. On their third pairing, they have Ryan Suter, which Ryan Suter, I mean, his whole career, right, he's he's not a Hall of Famer, but he's in that kind of mix. He's, 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 been, he's had a great career. Um, but my point is, he signed a contract with Dallas that... A lot of people were disputing, right? He got four-year term at age, whatever it was, 33, 34, so they've signed him through 38. It's sort of the law of diminishing returns. You don't know where he's going to be and how he's going to project, but the guy made a career off of making it look easy to eat minutes. and. What he's doing now is he's in actually the right role for the point in his career that he's at, and so I just I, I look at this Dallas team. I see guys like Delandria, and I see guys uh, deeper down there, Ronik Foxa, uh, 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 Toivenin. Like they they have the right kind of balanced team. I really love Dallas. I think they're a sneaky dark horse for the Cup.
2: <laughs> so my next question was are they a the playoff team, and I guess you've answered that. What do you think, Sif?
0: It, it, it's it's an interesting uh, a thought I don't know I think hot goaltending I don't know I, I, I have some questions about that blue line besides Heiskanen um, I think they've got a great top six um, top 12 in terms of their forwards first four lines is a little bit more questionable
1: you've got a great top 12 at forward that's uh, that, that's four times three that's all no, four no, no. lines I'm just
0: saying in terms of they've got a top six that's great. I think they've got a decent top twelve. I don't know where. where decent bottom it. six, you think? Bottom
1: six, correct. See, I uh, think their bottom six has all the things that you need in a bottom six.
2: I don't know. Which well, shouldn't be understated, though.
1: That, that that's one of the best compliments you can give to a hockey team. So, uh, I'm going to call out a guy because Sif is attacking their bottom six, and it's really more middle six because G plays on the second line. But Marchment, Marchment, <laughs> that's all right. the next. Playing March on the week.
0: second line at this point.
1: Right now he is, he's playing power play minutes like he's not a bottom six guy, but he's a guy we talked about the Florida Panthers last week. Excuse me. Thanks, Bryce. But what what we what troubles us about the Florida Panthers is do they have the depth and do they have the character guys down low? And losing Brian Marchmont from the Florida Panthers perspective, in my opinion, disqualifies them, not him alone, but in general, kind of disqualifies them from being the good regular season team versus the valid playoff team. And you look at a team like Dallas, and they add Marchman, and they add Marchman to this team that already is pretty deep with guys like Glenn Denning, guys like Delaria, guys like Marchman. Etc. Like, they've got this great depth up front. I, I really, I think it's a very sound roster. Um, I love what Marchman brings to the team. Sometimes he does a little bit of diving that I'm not the biggest fan of, but he's a pest a little bit. He's big. He's got good hands good finish. I think he's going to probably score in the neighborhood of 20, 25 goals, and I think he's going to be a guy that brings a lot of energy to the lineup every week. Again, I said they're the dark horse of the cup. They're my early pick. That's, that's
0: that's kind of big to say. That's big to say at this point. We'll see the Dallas Stars. Wait, I
2: one last thing to say here. Final final thoughts on the I know Dallas we talked stars. a little bit about the Dallas Stars. Like a good amount about the Dallas Stars. The one thing I'll say about the Dallas Stars, and I think it's an underrated thing, you have a guy like Taylor Sagan, Tyler Sagan, Jamie Bennett, guys who have been stars of the team for so long. They're on the second line. I think and that third. humbles... It Humbles the whole team and that that could it could I'm not saying it will I'm saying it could change the environment around Taylor, Tyler Sagan is getting paid the most whether or not you think he's the star of the team He's not now, but he's getting paid the most and that means something He's humbled. He's humbled. He's not. He's not the star of the team anymore Even though he's being paid like that. I think that matters. I do think that matters I think it changes the vibe around the locker room, right? Nobody's above each other because you have guys who were above you
1: and they're not anymore. I know that was the last word, but my last, last word. <laughs> Peter DeBoer coming in as head coach, combining with that vibe of your star players no longer being your top players. In other words, their top line do not represent their top cap hits. And I feel like it's a little bit of a lightning in the bottle moment for the Dallas Stars. But so it's early. It's early. We're going to continue to moderate. We'll, we'll see how things go throughout the season. I but didn't this pick a playoff the, team before the season. This is, is all honest. part of why they hit my G-spot. Love
0: it. Rusty's early dark horse to win the cup. Interesting to see. Moving on to the Winnipeg Jets. The second seed in this, um, in the Western Conference Central at 9-4-1 with 19 points. The Winnipeg Jets, Patrick, I don't know, not Patrick Lennie anymore. Um, Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor. Come on, Jack. Mark Scheifele. Zach Wheeler. Agent, Blake, Zach Wheeler Blake, Blake, Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler. Probably. Aging Blake I Wheeler. Think, I don't know why I think he's a Zach.
1: Because you're a baseball guy. Because you're a Pierre baseball guy Pierre-Luc Dubois. Pierre-Luc Dubois. P-L-D. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Talk about the fucking Cole loser. Perfetti.
2: Perfetti. You, you,
1: you, Pierre-Luc Dubois. You want to talk about a French loser that doesn't want to be where he is. That's Pierre-Luc Dubois.
2: He's <laughs> in
0: Winnipeg.
1: Yeah, I'll, be <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to just... I'm going to right railroad do this. Do it right into it. I'm going to railroad this off the top, which is... This franchise has had all the talent in the world, and they've been unable to construct a roster that can win the playoffs. They're at a point now, they had a weird locker room chemistry, Blake Wheeler, who was their captain, they stripped him of the sea, they're going through a weird transition there, there's been a lot of chatter uh, about guys in that locker room and trusting and believing the leadership or not believing the leadership, how things have gone. I think they're out to a great start, and that's good for them. I don't think they have the depth on defense. I don't think they have the chemistry in the lineup. Um, I hope that they fall out of it because uh, because I hope that a guy like Adam Lowry, who's one of my favorites, uh, I hope Adam Lowry is some kind of trade bait around the deadline. Uh, but honestly, I think these guys are pretenders, and I think they're going to fade off by the time it comes playoffs.
0: Oh, well, I don't know. I, I mean, it's interesting to look at. Kyle Connor, Mark Scheifele, Sam Kanye – The guy that uh, seems to be around forever. Um, A Winnipeg team that that always seems to to play a full 60 minutes. Uh, No matter what night it is, they play a full... What, dude? What?
1: 60 minutes from Winnipeg, dude?
0: No, I'm telling (laughs) you. uh, This team, surprisingly enough, it is a team, even if you look at the questions of this roster...
1: You look at, the, look at their decor. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not getting into the decor quite this second. I'm just I don't know the, if their decor adds up to 60 minutes if you look at time I, on ice. I <laughs>
0: am not talking about this current second. I'm just telling you that the Winnipeg Jets, they've been around. They've made the playoffs consistently. Have they? In the last four years, I believe they've made it at least three out of the four. I just,
1: uh, I'm puzzled. I'm
0: rattled. I, I understand where your disbelief is. Your you're upset. But I'm just telling you, I think this Winnipeg team has, has been consistent as of late. But you look at it, and there are question
1: questions throughout the lineup, like you've been saying and like you are expressing. I don't think I don't think consistency in the Winnipeg Jets belong in the same sentence. But to be fair, to be
2: fair, I agree. I I, I do agree. They have they have been around. They have been around and they've been playing in the playoffs. you would be
0: I, I just be quiet for a second. That's all I'm gonna say. Put your look away. It's it. They happen of last years. Let's look at 2022, 2023. It's a different roster returning. Um, you know, yes, it's a decent first line, decent second line. But like besides LPD, Lou Pierre you know Cole, Peffinier, Peffinetti,
1: Perfetti, dude, dude, Perfetti. Dude, dude, Cole Perfetti, man. Cole Perfetti, Confetti. high draft pick, high draft pick, tenth pick, prom, promising young talent, like not the guy that's going to bring the North just I'm just saying I, Perfetti, that's not what
2: I'm saying. Uh, okay, here's what I have to say about Cole Perfetti because I think, Sif, I agree with you. They have been consistent in being around. Perfetti is a guy who went to the tenth pick, one of the most high prospects. Mm-hmm. I don't like high prospects that go to the tenth pick. Why were they not drafted earlier? I just uh, and maybe that's a wrong take. That's my vibe though. If you're a hyped guy who I've heard your name about, because I'm a Wings fan, right? I've been draft prospect hunting for a little bit. Uh, Perfetti was a guy on our radar. We didn't touch him, and that's not saying like he could be bad. It's just saying like like we didn't touch DeGrasse either. It's it, it, it's more saying why was he not a fourth or fifth pick, you know? But Sif, I'm interested. Why why do you why do you like this Jets team?
0: No, I'm not saying I like him Matt I- are they Honestly, a playoff team? No, I, d- I don't think so. I think they will fall off. I I just was saying they are fucking consistent in of, of recent, and this guy's coming off hot on me on my right, but I, I'm not gonna deal with it. I, you know, the the reality is they don't have a defensive core like Ross was going to go into saying. Um, I do agree with that. Pionk. and in terms of a bottom six, I really don't think there's much
1: yeah Pyong, great for your fucking fantasy hockey teams. that's it that's it though that's literally that's it. It. <laughs> Like that's it that's it and Morrissey solid player but like he should no, be he should be a second or third D-man they're asking him to be number one they don't have the guy on D they don't have the guy on I like lo- I, Sh- Shifley stud love yeah, it great. future Hall of Famer probably like all these great things Like no. Kyle Connor 40 goals 40 apples great stud great player they've got a lot of talent Blake Wheeler A great career, an impressive player, all that. I just—they don't have the right mix. They don't have the right balance. Their decor sucks. Uh, uh, You you gotta love the goalie there. Uh, Hellbo with his name, Connor Albuck. and you know they're gonna kind of like mangle in mediocrity. But this is not a legit. I think
2: they'll be in the hunt, though. I think they'll be in the hunt. (laughs) Don't disagree with that. Don't disagree with that. Come playoff time, if you were lucky enough to play in the playoffs. Brendan Dillon's gonna be logging a lot of minutes. You know why? He's the best defenseman above six feet, and and that's just a fact. I I, I know I'm big. <laughs> the, on heightest, stuff. the heightest. the heightest return. I'm a heightist, but like come playoff time, you want a fucking six five defenseman. And I
1: love logging Dylan, in your line. I like him too, but he seems like a Leaf signing, right? Well, if I'm a GM, if I'm the GM of Winnipeg, I'm shi- I'm, I'm I'm shipping Brendan Dillon off for hopefully a second round pick. A
2: playoff team.
1: Yeah, because I don't think they're there. I, I I would have to agree with Ross. I, I just don't see this as, as a
0: playoff team. Uh, moving on to the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Kalal, Colorado Avalanche, a team that uh, you know blew out the the unfortunately the Black on opening night, but has since played to uh, fifteen games, nine five and one for nineteen points to tie this Winnipeg Jets franchise. Who wants to who wants to lead the Colorado Avalanche off? Stiff, you lead us. Well, <laughs> I want you to lead us here. You know, I personally, I know you hate me talking about my fantasy hockey team. Miko Raitinen has been phenomenal. Stud. Cole Cole McCarr, looks like a Cole McCarr? Kale Kale
1: Macar, sorry Jesus Christ
0: it's <laughs> been a long night we've, we were what do you the, call him
1: Robbie Robbie Orr is it Robbie Orr <laughs> no it's Bobby is it I, Dwayne Gretzky it's cool it's, yeah Dwayne Gretzky's a good yeah Dwayne Gretzky yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a
0: long night Mike Messier Hi, <laughs> give us Roy Bork Roy Bork <laughs> hey this is, this is why we've got Ross on Jesus the, uh, the podcast <laughs> he, he Test me all night long clean it um, up um, but, Jesus. no, in, in reality, this uh, Colorado Avalanche team returning as the Stanley Cup champions, we'll see what, what they have to, to offer, but it's a team that's returning solid, solid lineup. I mean, in the bottom six, you're thinking of JT Copper. And in terms of the top six, you're thinking Miko Rantanen, uh, Landis Gog, obviously McKinnon. It's, it's just a star-studded roster throughout. I mean, without saying another favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year. The Colorado Avalanche have to be the favorites to win the Central Division. Uh, yep. Top of the list for the Stanley Cup, too. I don't know, as I just said. Yep. Uh, but, you know, it, it, 15 games in, it's a little bit of a, a different start for 19 points, but I think as as we get onto it, as we get through our predictions, this team will be, you know, my prediction to be the first The first place in this central division, first place potentially in this Western Conference, the Colorado Avalanche, consistent as all hell, another repeat potential, uh a, a roster that is is built for playoff potential. Alex, just Ross, you pissed me off. Let me let Alex, me go here. Let me start.
2: First off, I have let me just a quick question. Lanniscarg, what's his timeline to be back? Do we know? Does anyone know here? Cause Lanniscarg's hurt right now.
1: You're not wrong. Can I can can I, file, can I file like October and November concerns about the Avalanche as irrelevant? Yeah, for sure. I, what I think baby? that's
0: the only way to put it. We're to not, but what if, what they're what
1: going to be a playoff team, and we're going to worry about them in the playoffs. man. Valerie and Chuskin, honestly, we hear a lot of McKinnon. To Choo Choo.
2: Yeah, McKinnon McCart you can say, just look at the highlights, and they speak to how good their game is, right? McKinnon is that fast. His highlight tape is who he is on the ice. You'll see that every freaking game. Like, literally, look up his highlights, that appears every game. McKinnon is a stud. Caleb McCarr, his highlights don't do him justice. His breakouts, I I feel like the breakouts don't get enough justice because you see all the points, right? The way he gets out of the zone, those secondary assists, I think, are the most valuable secondary assists there are because he springs, guys. He springs, guys. He gives you a shoulder fake, and the whole defense is gone because they know how quick he is. He is... The best defenseman in the game. I have no second question saying that. This guy is generational. He's a new wave of defenseman. He has changed in the game. That's a fact. Kids are going to grow up now p- choosing to play defense because of Kale McCarr. Oh, I,
0: like, I, literally. That's I, how good he is. I don't disagree with you. They um, will. He's, he's electric. It, it is fantastic talent from Kale uh, McCarr. Um... And, you know, UMass, grad, or UMass player has been a stud since he's, he's entered the league. Uh, Ross, I want want you to jump into the Colorado Avalanche before I ask a few questions about this team. A few uh, key
1: losses in the free agency period, but Ross, what do you think on the Avalanche? So I bury Sif about Kale McCarr when he says Cole McCarr, and I mention Roy Bork and Dwayne Gretzky and Mike Messier because that's literally the class of player that Kale McCar's in. Uh, but I'm not going to say anything else about him because if you watch a single game, you'll get it. Devon Taves. Devon. Thank you. Maybe, maybe the best Robin in the NHL. Um, He could be number one defenseman on other teams. He might be able to be a Batman uh, on a lot of teams, but he's able to play the Robin role and he does it incredibly. Um, You have that. You have Sammy Gerard, who is solid. there's again more puck moving, more depth, more effectiveness there. You have Eric Johnson, right? It's just you. There's just the Eric to stop you. Actually, in a black fox uniform, that's actually Jack Johnson, not Eric Johnson. So, you can take a lap, you can take a shame I lap. I can't take a lap, you can take a I shame can't. lap. That's a you can two a lap, lap. That's, a that's a lap,
0: that's a lap. <laughs> two, <laughs> two laps, two laps. laps. I'm wrong, I'm and, wrong. And the next time you correct me, I'll take, it, I'll, I'll take change a seat, and you're wrong. I'll take a seat. I want you
1: to take your shirt off on the pod, especially while we're streaming. Okay, that's what's gonna happen. So again, Eric Johnson, not Jack Johnson, who's gone. He was honestly the worst of the two, the lesser of the two Johnsons. But anyway, Eric Johnson, good depth. Like they're solid across the board. Um, I, I, this they proved it. They did it. Nate Dogg, Nate McKinnon, dominant playoff performer. Incredible. His regular seasons, it's almost like he he doesn't get into his zone to be his best player. Until it's playoff time, and when playoffs come around, he's a beast. He's a dominant animal, and it's just—I uh, don't want to go too deep into all this. But what ultimately it comes down to for me personally is they obviously they lost Kadri, right? They, they they've lost some depth. They'll make Joe Sakic the GM. He'll make he'll make some deadline moves. They're going to try to address a little bit of their depth scoring, and they're going to try to refill that kind of second tier of, of of scoring thing. But this is going to be a playoff team. It's going to be obviously a favorite. Uh, we're going to have to see how the goaltending shakes out. Uh, it's going to be interesting there. And I mean, I, I, it, it, there's not that much more to say because I'm not worried. If they got out to a horrible start, it wouldn't stress me because they're going to be around when it counts. And that's just who these avalanche are now. I, I completely
2: agree. I, two two quick things here. If McDavid didn't exist, and you could argue dry settle but I think if McDavid didn't exist, um, you we would be talking about Nathan McKinnon as the face of the league.
1: I, I think he's that good. Like and, and So so and I'm so, I'm sorry to interrupt you, they're they're armed out, but literally like we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about McDavid when we get to the Oilers, but McDavid and McCar move and operate at a speed and a pace that has not previously been seen you by our generation. We haven't. But literally- and McKinnon does it at the same level. And my thing with McKinnon, and I'm sorry to go crazy here, I call McKinnon, I call McKinnon the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Because he just he just starts buzzing, and his feet and his arms and his hands, his feet and his hands start moving, and he goes crazy. And I think the next level for McKinnon to get from elite to McDavid is can he start to play with the pace of his game, and can he start to toy with opponents by slowing it down and then speeding it up? Because all I've seen from him is ramp, 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 and it's ridiculous, and it's so effective that it counts. You're right, cause but that's to me the next level. Four. I agree. You see that one crossover right at
2: their your home blue line. You see that one crossover, and you're like, "God buzz, damn it!" Buzz, buzz. You're like, "God damn it!" He's he's past me. The defensemen are at their own blue line, and they know he's already past. Like it's it's that level of speed. The only thing I have the slightest concern about this Avalanche team. I think Nazim Kadri is a fantastic player. We'll get into him later. I think that's a huge loss. And when you talk about a super team, you're losing an elite first line center for your second line. And, and, and that's what made them, not what made them so dominant, but such a factor into this right like
1: you go from McKinnon to Kadri you're just like shit beating a team like the Lightning like it takes yeah, that kind of a roster you're at and home they're not there yet like they, they've taken a real step back from last year's championship totally team. but we've got the rest of the year figured out Yep, we're going to see how the young kids play and evolve uh, uh, who, who's who's the defenseman uh, four help me out Oh, uh you're talking Bowman Byron. Uh, Bowman, Byron. Bowen
0: Byron. Bowen Byron
2: Fantastic player. You know Stay on the ice no, no, player. No, no.
0: Give me a second. The one thing I will say, kudos to this Colorado team. The fact is they were able to draft McCarr, Byron. They were able to build this team through kind of within and draft picks. Um this Colorado team built built for the future. Uh, that was my big question as Alex hinted to. What uh, what does the loss of of Nazem Kadri mean to this Colorado team? A huge second line uh, uh, presence, I guess at at that point. But you know the Colorado Avalanche will they keep rolling? Yes, will they keep showing uh, the dominance that they had last year in this Western Conference. The
2: last team you want to play in the playoffs. So any conference,
1: couldn't agree more. And you know I, I think we're done with the Abs, but basically. They're going to be there. Um, I think filling that hole of cadre is something that we're going to have to realize uh, post-Joe Sackett trade deadline. Um, but I think they're a real threat to be back-to-back champs. It's, it's without being said. Next, uh, it's uh, moving on. Is this thing working? By the it, way? It, is this uh, thing working? We will have video. Let's make sure this thing's working. It, it's, like, I, it's. I'm dead. not going to re-record this shit. No, 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 no. The video is is irrelevant. It's,
2: it's an audio only podcast. It's an audio today.
0: podcast at this point. Okay, that's what We're it is. Good. Next week we'll have video boys. Video. When we get to the whole uh, thing, video will be solved out. Uh, moving on to uh, the National Predators Jesus Christ. with 17 points, 17 eight eight. with one overtime loss for 17
1: points. The Nashville Predators. What do we got? Who wants to lead us off tonight? I'm dog. I'm ready. Are you? Go ahead. Ross, go Go ahead. Ross, Ross, go. I'm the one who did the ASMR, Ryan McDonough, when we talked about the Tampa Bay Lightning, so I need to jump in on the Preds. Send it. Ryan McDonough. Uh, um huge addition. This is a franchise that has consistently had elite defensemen going back to Shea Weber, <laughs> just Ryan Suter, PK su Man, yep. uh, 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 Matthias Eckholm, <laughs> My Fucking Boy, The Man Rocket, Roman Yossi. Yep. I mean, it's just it, it's continued and continued and continued. And you look at their team now. I have a lot of problems with their overall forward group. Um, I think Ryan Johansson is a little bit of a fraud. Um, I think he's he's a guy that's kind of a pass first. Whatever, whatever. Matt Duchesne to me, he's in Nashville because he likes to play the guitar, not because he wants to win the championship. I think, he's a loo- I think he's a losing player, and I really, really, really dislike him um, as a player. I, I really, I think he's part of the problem, not part of the solution. Anywhere he goes, including Nashville. Um, but one guy I want to pause for a second in the you know Miles Wood honorary podcast is <laughs> Tanner Geno. Now pause for a second if you haven't heard the name Tanner know he wears number 84 because he barely made the team uh, he's got a great story about how he got to the NHL you know got cut from all of his junior teams and blah blah blah, blah. built like a brick shithouse uh, plays a third line fourth line role he's bottom six but he grinds it out he finishes every check. He's established himself as, I don't want to say a heavyweight, but as a guy that's willing to fight the heaviest heavyweights in the league. Um, he will lead the league in minutes. He will score 15 goals and have about, th- he, he's a 15-goal, 30-point uh, middle, you know, bottom six forward. Identity guy, I think a lot of class and um, uh, a, a lot of a, a lot of good things from Tanner. You know, he's a he's a reason to tune in to the Nashville Predators every week for you, casuals. Okay. Oh, it's it's interesting to see what this Nashville
0: team is is able to produce this year. Uh, you know, under John John Hines Hines, Hines uh, like catcher. Thank you. Um, it's it's a team that's gonna fight. And, Alex, I'm interested to see what you've got as San Jose. We're watching San Jose, Detroit here. And as we watch, the behind-the-back Carlson Apple. But keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. But what do you got on the National Predators, Alex?
2: This is a team I don't have – I don't know. I don't have too much of to a read on. I, I look at the star players, and I, I love them. I think Roman Yossi, we know who Roman Yosi is. This guy is fantastic. A guy who I've – always loved and really has continued to back that up Philip Forsberg I think he's kind of like the B-list Panarin maybe
1: like I, I, I don't know I'm, what trying, to think, I'm trying to think of a better comp because he's not a Panarin he's, but
2: he's, more, a, he's a fantastic he's first so, line he's, winger. he's
1: sort of like I think Tarasenko is Tarasenko, a good comp sure a good sure comp. sure um I think he's better than Teresenko at this point.
2: I think he's of that level though. Tarasenko sure, was at great. At this point, don't get me wrong. Tarasenko had a. And he team. still
0: is great, but I think Tarasenko, in the year they won the cup, and the year before that, year around it, he
1: was excellent. But I don't think he. Uh, I'm trying to think of a right comp for Philip Forsberg. It's week, but Keep going. Keep going. It's he's he's good. He's
2: a, he's a fantastic player, first liner for. And a kills lot penalties of teams. too. uh In Duh, addition to
1: his power play. I man. think
2: he's one of the most most underrated players. Just because of the situation he's been in. I think if he was like, if he was on the avalanche, you might talk differently about him. And it, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But I don't know. I, 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 I like this team on paper a lot. I don't know what it brings. I really like Matthias Ekholm. He was a former Wings draft pick. A guy who I was upset to see go because he has a complete game. Like he can go forward, he can play on your power play and penalty kill. There's not many guys you can say about that, which is uh, honestly one of the best compliments you can have as a hockey player. Matias Ekholm
1: to me, he's a fantastic is, player, is, right? Is like the ideal Robin. Yeah, and he's it, playing second like, line for them. And they have they have Yossi who's Batman. Mm-hmm. They've got Eckholm as Robin. They've got McDonough who can be Robin. Like like that's a special defensive core. They've also got Fabro. Fabro's a good, really good player. Um, they've got uh Forward Bruin, uh, oh God, what's his uh Lausan. Yep. Uh, who again, you know, lausanne has got a very limited ceiling, he's a third pairing guy. But my point is they've got depth on D and they have an elite top three defensemen And, and... Don't forget UC Soros in that.
2: That's what I was about to say. Elite goalies carry you a long fucking way. The same... It's just a fact. We know that we say this with the NHL. It's like, oh, get an elite goalie. It's not that easy. The Nashville Predators seem to always have a top-tier goalie. I don't know what they do there. Uh, They always have a guy... It carries you a long way. The,
1: the same top. way, the same way, the same way George Soros carries the elite... Uh, UC Soros carries the elite <laughs> goaltending <laughs> tradition in in Nashville, and it's. It, it, I'll put it this way: in my opinion, I think the. Preds are what they are. Uh, GM David Poyle, I think, has been a really consistent and effective GM, and I have a lot of respect for him. I think their ceiling is really being a pesky out in the playoffs and being a team that could screw some team. Maybe the Avalanche this year, they could screw some team early and knock out a favorite early early in the playoffs, but I don't think that they're a Western Conference final favorite.
2: I I agree. They're not a favorite. I'm just saying, as we see this every year a, t- a pesky team goes farther than they should it's hockey when you have that goalie when you have the pesky nature of your team you can go farther than you should and you can you wouldn't carry that to a cup we've seen this before relax, relax. i'm not saying i'm not no, saying they're a favorite relax. i'm just saying when you're looking at like, if you're a Prince fan right you should have hope for a cup and It might be delusional. I think it's delusional. You're crazy. It is delusional. No, it's delusional. You are crazy. No, I'm no, no, no. crazy, on. but on. you're no, no, no. delusional. I'm adding
0: you right there. I'm adding you. It. No, the, you get down, get so Hold on. on. Everybody Five pause.
1: Hours. Everybody pause. Everybody pause. The arm dog is on the record. I, you need to place that futures bet. I'm you need, not. Play, play, no, 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 no. Place the futures bet because the odds are in your favor. You're saying the Reds have a chance at the cup.
2: You've convinced me. The, I'll place the, it. The
1: other, the, the other two of us don't believe so. But you know what? It's possible. I'm just saying Canadians made a cup. Oh, is this a better team than the Canadians? That's Dude. in a
0: year that it was an all-Canadian division. Is this a better team? Get explained. out here. I already expressed Get here. my thoughts about that. Get them. out of here. Get out of here. Okay, I, I fair enough. Fair crazy. enough. Fair enough. I, I think that's, I think that's enough you. on Enough. fans, no, 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 it's, it's enough. enough it's enough. I'm not expecting it. Moving on to the Minnesota Wild. At 16 points, 7-8. The the Capriel show, the Minnesota Wild. um, You know, just put a a team that just did put Marc-Andre Fleury on uh, on the IR. A guy who was really not uh, that impressive for a Minnesota team. The Minnesota Wild. Uh, That's our next topic. Who wants to lead us off? Since Ross, I, I do think you led us off last one. Alex. Yeah, all I, like. I, look, here's the thing. I, I don't
2: know. I don't know if this team is ready this year. Kirill Kaprizov,
0: amazing. Like fantastic. Yeah, Kaprizov.
2: No, there's no P in his first name. It's Kirill.
1: I said Kirill Prizov. Kaprizov. Kaprizov. Everybody, settle down. Kirill, throw. Keep going.
2: Let's get fired up here.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kirill. I'm just going to call him Krill. The I've,
2: Thrill. What about him? I've heard him called Krill. What and about I like the him? Krill name. What about him? Incredible <laughs> player. Matt Zuccarillo. One, one of my favorite players who just con- continue to get better. Johnny Appleseed. Johnny I, Appleseed. I don't understand how he's gotten so much. Like, every year, it's like, oh, I like this guy. Next year, he gets better. Changes team. Gets better. Changes team again. Gets better. Uh, just a guy who is... I don't know. I, I, I just really like his game. I've always liked his game, and it continues to evolve. Matt Boldy. Obviously, a guy I think most leagues watching out for is a guy who's going to break out and talk about another elite scoring
1: threat. Can I jump in about Boldy for a second? Yes. So Boldy's also a BC guy, and again, I we have talked about yeah, you know, I'm from the Greater Boston area, or whatever. I'm, i I lean BU, and I don't particularly care about BC, but, really BU but, but 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 Boldy reminds Boldy's game reminds me of Kevin Hayes. Yeah, and it's not just the BC thing it's the really? size it's the skill and Boldy Boldy's not there like defensively the way that that, that Hayes kills penalties etc but his vision his timing his spacing his skill um Boldy really jumped out to me last year. I was so ready to write him off as just another soft, shitty BC guy, and that's just not who he is. He's going to be in the NHL for a long time. He's going to be contributing in a 50, 60, 70-point role for a while. Um, he, he's really impressed me. So I'm sorry, Armdog. I, I hate to interrupt your your, your leadoff, but I did have that thought on, uh, no, on Boldy. No, that's good I thought. I don't, I don't quickly,
2: mind being
0: interrupted. Quickly, the fact that you were ready to throw in the towel on him, I think, what, last year was his first taste of the NHL. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, he's 20 years old.
0: He's 21. Uh, no, I I understand the uh, the harsh criticism for guys from the, the Boston area or guys that played uh, within the BCBU rivalry. But, no, I you know, I this Minnesota team, it, it's, it's interesting to look at. You know, I think Boldy, a young talent, glad he's American – uh, 21 years of age. Like I said, uh, should be a good thing to look at for this team. You know, he's a guy that has a little bit more size, a little bit more grit to his
1: game. Uh, grit? I'm not so sure. But just relax. Just well, relax. we'll see. We'll see about grit. I we have a question.
2: Have. I have a question about this team. Defensive core. I know I'm a heightist, but one guy I really like on this defensive core, Jared Spurgeon. At what? five nine. nine. At five, five nine. I like going his off game. Off brand. Go, going off brand. Off brand, but I like his game. And I like another guy, a young guy who's been playing on his top power play, Kaylin wow. Addison. I know I haven't Ooh. watched him. I've watched That's a him little name. bit. That's This is, is me scrolling through ESPN Plus, watching a little Kaylin Addison. I, he looks like as a second round pick. He looks like a guy who maybe can contribute. I don't know. He, he's contributing as a first round, a young first round pick, but as a second round pick, I don't know. I. I I think as a Wild fan, you're excited about his future, but you also have the defensive core. You like Jared Spurgeon, of course. Where's that that hoss? You know, where's that big boy? It, 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 that's where my head is coming back into play. Where's your Where's your min eater? So the can players? I jump in?
1: Can I jump in for a sec? Yes. Which is, Go ahead. So, for the Wild, right? There's that pair of Dumba and Brodeen. An elite pair. Uh, that's a really strong pair. Um, and you have Spurgeon there leading the, the 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 top pairing, which, you know, whoever he's playing with will be who he's playing with. But uh, Brodeen and Dumbo is pretty good. Um, but you look at that forward group, and I really like the forward group. I think there's a lot of depth there. But the big challenge for this organization is up the middle.
0: Yeah. Setters,
1: right? So Erickson Act. One of my favorite players. What? I think one of the most underrated... Great name. One of the most underrated centers in the league. Ericksonek. He's a power play penalty kill. He's a real bitch to play against. I see our little sign there. I'm not going to say the C word, but that's what he's <laughs> like to play against. Um, and he, he's a big, mean finn and he's got good skill he wins faceoffs. Um, I, I, I I can't say enough good things about Joel Erickson I think he is an absolute playoff player I think he's a crunch time guy and I love him but the challenge with this roster is that there's a huge drop-off after him and so they have a bunch of different guys that are trying to fill in you have Greenway on one wing who's got great size some interesting skill um, and, and could really break through you got Hartman who can kind of play center kind of can't you know, It's just, uh, you got Tyson Yost, who's a good player, effective player, does his battling, is what he is. And so there's a lot of talent down there on the bottom nine, but what they're really missing is a second-line center. And I don't don't think they're going to get one, Um, and I'm very nervous because they're in a tough spot salary cap-wise because of the buyouts that they put on Parise and on Suter. So they're in a tough spot. But I think they're still going to be in that kind of competing fringe uh, oh, that wild was, card space.
0: That was kind of what was interesting about Minnesota last year, is you kind of saw them go for it addition of flurry at the deadline. I hated uh, that move by the way. Horrible call. Well, horrible. it is what it is. I mean, they ended up re-signing him to at least. I don't
1: know if it was a multi-year deal. It was a buddy. It was, it was a buddy deal because Garrett and him are buddies, and like well, their their wives are friends. You know. I... Uh, it is what it
0: is. You know, MAF, I think he will respond well, he will put some good minutes in for this Minnesota team.
1: Has anyone ever called Marc Andre Fleury M A F? Oh go fuck yourself. I you don't remember. know,
0: but I like We're it. We're not gonna spend that time. <laughs> First thing I'm gonna correct you on,
1: Ericsson X, Swedish,
0: not Finnish. Uh, so that's the only thing I'll correct you on. Bam. Uh, plays like a friend. <laughs> uh we'll we'll see what this Minnesota team is able to produce. Alex, give us your first thoughts before we move on to my first. Yeah, I'll just
2: give you a quick thought. And this is like, for context, if you didn't listen to the first podcast, I'm a Wings fan. And I think one thing that's hard for us as like a general NHL podcast to understand about a lot of teams, third line centers and how valuable they are. And Ross, you bring this up about this wild team. It, that's what they're missing. Like you can see that like why are they not winning more games? You look at like the you look at them on paper and you're like why are they not winning more games? Third line centers mean so much. You know, the wings are a team without the greatest top six, they have a great third line. And I think as a hockey fan, you know that, but you can't understand that without watching a team day in and day out. Great call there. I like it.
1: So we're all, we're all in on the wild uh, Pretenders, not contenders
2: Yeah, I agree and I, I, I would love to watch them Shit goaltending And uh, a lot of offense so. I'm not ready to write him off as pretenders
1: Alright, yeah. uh, right. right ah, right. we're moving on What do you what got we next, got Jack? To my personal favorite
0: uh, Our hometown favorites To at least me The Chicago Blackhawks 6, 7, and 3 For 15 points to start the season Patrick Kane, Jonathan Tase, entering, believe it or not, their 16th season of National Hockey League action. Um, unfortunately, they have lost Seth Jones early to start this season. The Chicago Blackhawks off, honestly, as you're wearing a Hawks jersey, to an overperforming start to start this season, given the roster shape, given the performance in the last few years. I don't know. Ross, what what do you got on the Blackhawks to start this season?
1: I'm going to steal a quote from the Arm Dog from episode one when he was talking about the Philadelphia Flyers. There's not much to talk about here. Hey,
0: that's that's what my concern was when I think we were talking about the Blue Jackets is we're going to want to move on.
1: Big story to me is Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Taves could be such an elite trade deadline pickup the the idea we talked a little bit about a team like the avalanche and the hole that they have from Nazem Kadri being gone mm-hmm. maybe taves joining the avalanche as their second line center to me, that's worth paying attention to. Other than that, you look at this. You look at this Blackhawks team, and I've watched them. I've watched a little bit of them. I've been to a Hawks game or two at the UC, and yeah, I, I watch them when they're on cable here every now and again when I'm lazy and I don't want to deal with my <laughs> ESPN Plus bullshit. Um, but there's not a lot to see there uh, a, a couple guys i really like that i think are ultimately deadline bait because that's what i think the blackhawks season and franchise is focused on is taylor radish they got him in uh the deal with trading brandon hagel uh over to uh tampa bay and so Boris it was radish and boris in a first-rounder you taking over jack
0: No, I'm I'm letting you
1: finish. I'm just telling you what the deal was. Okay, so my point is Radish, we talk about third lines and third line identities. I think Radish is such a perfect fit for exactly what those kinds of identity lines mean. Um, He came over in that Hagel trade, and I think that the Hawks could maybe get a second rounder for him around the deadline and I think what we're really talking about with the Blackhawks is who are they gonna trade the deadline to improve their future and who might benefit from picking off pieces like a hyena might off of a wounded lion or leopard. Give me give me a second before you go in there. You better take my boy. The the first thing I'll say,
0: Jonathan Tase, off to his hardest start as a, a regular oh, season Career. He looks. He looks rejuvenated and and seems to. After some off-season comments, looks to uh, look ahead to the future, um, whatever that does hold. Ross. Um, I don't truthfully think Radish will be a uh, deadline move. I think he's here for a little bit longer, at least the the near future. So I don't think he'll be dealt at the deadline. It should be interesting to see where where the futures of uh, Patrick Kane and and Jonathan Taze lay as they uh, they did sign that eight year um, similar contract at the time as as that's coming to uh, expiration at the end of this season. Um, the expectation is at least Kane will be dealt at the deadline, if not so combined with Taze, uh you would expect that. But no, I you know I I think early. Early unfortunate news: Seth Jones injured, added to the IR. Um, I think the recent discoveries: Camo Jones, his brother. Just that's not, his brother. Yep. Yeah, oh yeah. Not not a guy that's built for this uh, this league. A guy that sent really? down Alex R- Alex Regula. Sent him down to the minor leagues. It's it's time to see and give uh, the time to you know someone like Ian Mitchell and Co. Um, the, the future and 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 eventually uh, you know just give them a shot at this limelight potentially the um, uh, the Blackhawks a team that no one expected to do anything uh, a team that actually Vegas selected to be um, second to worst behind the Arizona Coyotes the uh, you know Alex I'm interested to see what you've got to say um, a team that traded Alex to bring it. Uh, a team that traded, you know, as you guys said, a terrible pickup at the deadline, but uh, a decent move for the Blackhawks at the time and a Marc Andre Fleury at the deadline. Um, you know, it, it's an interesting time to be a Blackhawks fan. That's that is who I am. That nothing will change me behind that. <laughs> um, and as you laugh, go fuck yourself. But no, I'd like to laugh in a, a good way, you know.
2: And what I gotta what I gotta ask you, Sif, is here. I think I think Taze's emergence, and Kane is Kane, right? Like, but Taze, we Taze was a bit more of a question mark. I think you have two blue chip trade assets. Yes, at the end of their career, I wonder what they'll fetch on the market. But a guy who has been constant trade bait, and a guy who was once thought of as a pillar of the Detroit Rebuild. Uh, now, seems to be constant trade bait, and I think, honestly, if I were to trade him, I'd trade him to the Oilers, but he's already been there and done that. Andreas Athanasiu.
0: Athanasiu, get it right. Athanasiu. Athanasiu,
1: get it people, right. Of all people.
0: No, I appreciate it that. Right. Well, I'm gonna
2: say, this guy, this guy's as fast as anyone in the league. Like His, his wheels are of that. Quickly, conference.
0: quickly was at the game last night scored two goals in two minutes fantastic be- speed be- right Benched in the third period Dwayne that's all D- say. Dwayne
1: Dwayne, Dwayne Gratsky over here is, is <laughs> correcting somebody for mispronouncing Athanasiu like <laughs> Accio, get, get the fuck out of here dude. no fuck,
0: but well, i we'll, appreciate you know, it I appreciate We've had a few tonight dude. <laughs> It's a Thursday night. We played a little hockey. Jesus, keep, H. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, keep warm. Keep no, but in all seriousness, if the
2: Oilers hadn't already traded for him, I think you could have gotten a second rounder for him. You know, like, and, and now you're looking at teams like this is a guy who's electric, and, it, it, and I feel like a coach could look at him and say, "I could figure out how to coach him."
1: You ready, know, ready for me to disagree completely.
2: Yeah, but first let me let me give the hype, and then you can come in and and. What's her. the hype
1: about this hype hype- I guess, I guess. No, hype the Blackhawks? The, the, A- A- the hype about Athanasio. The
2: hype about Athanasio. A- 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 this guy has wheels. Like I think he's top five fastest players in the NHL. Agree. And he has hands. Agree. And mm-hmm. he can dangle bully. Agree. That is the hype. Agree. Uh, the downside. Let's hear it. Because uh, to me. One
0: that is trading. One quick comment. One quick comment before I let our boy Ross go, as Rick loves to call him, my tiny asshole. Um, Andreas, I have to just see you. What, what do you
2: got, Ross? Wait, wait, wait. Can I ask a question before Ross goes in? Because it's important. Do you like him as a Blackhawk?
0: I think him playing with a
2: so his line. Would you so, want them there on a contending team?
1: No. Third line. No. That's a stretch, but so so so, so I think that speaks to where my chirps are coming from. He's a losing player on a losing team that will ring up some points. Uh, he'll score two goals and get benched for the third period, like he did two nights ago. Like he's just he—he's out of control. He's an NBA player in the NHL. I—I I, I don't know how many times I can see it, say it, and see in in observe it. But literally, this guy—he'll score fifteen goals and have. 20 assists for a 45-point season in 82 games, and you'll say, Jesus, half a point a game. That's a valuable player. And you watch him play, and he's a loser. He's never where he needs to be in crunch time. He doesn't understand how to play in a system. He doesn't forecheck hard. He doesn't do any of the small things. Everything he does is loud. And it's usually positive, but when it's negative, it sucks. And I just, like, again, at you, whatever, he is what he is. He's a lot of fun to watch. I think it would be hilarious. I mean, he was on Edmonton for a bit, and I thought it was hilarious <laughs> to see him kind of, like, like going stride for stride. McDavid's like, wait, wait, do we have two McDavid's? And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, McDavid keeps playing. And at just kind of does his thing and then fucks off. And so that's kind of my shtick with him. Do we need to have more conversation about this, or can I advance to my other thoughts about the Blackhawks? The last thing I'll say, if
2: he hadn't been traded to the Oilers, he would be worth a lot because you could trade him to the Oilers.
1: The only
0: reason you're bringing this up is because, what, the Red Wings traded him to the Oilers?
2: yeah and I'm telling you if they did if they trade him down yourself. go fuck yourself we're not talking about
0: my tiny asshole as Rick likes to refer (laughs) to (laughs) him so can I finish my thought about the Blackhawks before we turn the page and I'm not done on them yet
1: well you might be well we're about to be done because there's not that much to say about them but Seth Jones okay so Seth Jones I'm a Bruins fan, as is decently documented. Uh, I experienced Seth Jones in a playoff series. The Bruins played the Blue Jackets, I think 2019. Um, And I was able to witness what Seth Jones can bring to a playoff series in that situation. At the time, he was playing with Zach Wierenski, and he was in a 1A role, right? He was the 1A defenseman and the guy was everywhere he played every minute he was a total shutdown guy skates extremely well great stick okay skill um does all these things uh, when the blackhawks signed him i thought it was a great signing i thought it was a great signing. i was wrong i was wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's a night let me finish my thought jack nightmare 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 signing the, the way that the league's gone the skill that's required of a player that's expected to be in his role he sits there on the power play one only because of his contract and again he he just he doesn't have what it takes and then you you want me to go a step further on it's the old uh, jeff foxworthy right you might be a failing franchise if you might be a failing franchise if you sign a bad contract and then you sign his brother to a deal just to make him happy. Like, this is a bad team. This is a bad franchise. It's poorly run. They're going into the tank and they're going to suck. And you better hope that they suck enough so that they can get the top pick of the draft and pick this new kid out of Canada everybody's obsessed with. Are- so,
0: question. No, 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 not question. Sorry. Statement. First off, go fuck yourself. Bad franchise. I mean, a team that is just coming off a. Of- a dynasty run. Yes, it's been a few years since then, but uh, it's tough to be... Six years busy. since. No, but, you know, the fact is...
1: Six? When you want, six? No, no, no go fuck six, yourself. What,
0: what is your core done? They've won one Stanley Cup. The fact is this Blackhawks core went out and won three cups. The reality Which is... Which
1: Blackhawks core?
0: No, no, no. Just let me get there. The fact is the Stallery cap bit them in their ass. They were able to maneuver it for three years, Something that the the Tampa Bay Lightning have been able to do after throwing, uh, it seems, Nikita Kucherov's deal on on dead salary cap money until the last possible minute. Um, you know, it, yes. I how how that.
1: can you be a fan of a team and not be critical about their poor decisions? Like, like no, 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 to me, no. to me, like that's just such like bow, like honk it, like like it Midwest bullshit. Get into it. It's you, just Midwest bullshit. Like, no, no, no no, no. no, no. You're you're ignoring facts so that you can be a, like a Midwest fan way and it's, it's bullshit. No, no, no it's embarrassing. No, no, no. It's I'm embarrassed for you. No, no, no,
0: go fuck yourself. It's not because the reason I say that is the fact is this isn't a Blackhawks podcast. If you want to get into it. We talk about the general manager moves by Stan Bowman, who is no longer here in this moment. Uh, We would talk about the front office movements. We talk about all the drama that has surrounded this team, unfortunately. They made some poor decisions uh, and led to some really disgusting acts by some people in in gross positions. Uh, But the fact is we're an NHL podcast. So I'm not going to get into the fact that this team has had controversy over the last All right, year. next team. But no, no, no. Go fuck yourself. I think you're crazy to to act the way you are in the sense that um, it is a gross franchise. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but the fact is they won three cups in the last decade. It's the truth of it. Next team. Next team. Moving on to the seller of the AL. Uh, the, the AL. Jesus, I really am used to to baseball. Jesus. Moving on to the Mullen Arena. Playing in the five thousand cedar arena, the Arizona Coyotes. Are, are they really
1: above the Blues?
0: Nope. Uh, well, after some refreshment and a uh, a shootout win by the Blues, I have forgotten about St.
1: Louis. So let's go to the Blues before we go to the. Yeah, fucking no, no, I agree with that. Coyotes. I agree with the, Coyotes the Coyotes So suck, my
0: apologies, my apologies. After a refreshment of the uh, the standings, the St. Louis Blues have jumped correction, the Minnesota Wild and the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, moving up, the, up in the division, the St. Louis Blues 16 games, 8-8 eight, 8-8 eight, eight eight to start the season No overtime losses 16 points, um, a team that was actually, if I my memory serves correct, uh, to be a plus 2,000 favorite to win the Stanley Cup The St. Louis Blues
1: Ryan Unless you want Hardy. me
0: to start Arm Dog, you got it Arm, get it going
2: yeah, so uh I I, I don't wanna do this <laughs> and I'm gonna do it. <laughs> the Flyers of the West. It's just a fact. It, it, like, cause cause the fact. The blues bad... the blues We just we just called the Blackhawks the Flyers of the West. No no, cause the Flyers are okay. We didn't get quite there The Black the the Flyers are way better than the Blackhawks. Like this is a team that hey, will, they
1: just beat a five two. They're gonna it, be good. They're, so like, they're not bad. You think like, the blues are the Flyers of the West?
2: Yeah. In my mind, the, so let me give you my perspective here. Right, this Christ. is a team that is not bad. Jake Allen, he looks like a Jake Allen's on the team. Binnington, he's on the team. Biddington, scumbag of the NHL. Thomas Grease, not good. Biddington. No, no, Biddington's the guy.
0: Jake Allen's on a different yeah. awesome team. I know, I, no, we not went over Jay that. Allen.
2: No, we went over that. But Binnington's a scumbag. Fine, but he's an Just okay
0: goalie. An Just okay because goalie. he likes bumping other guys on other teams and and being a little bit more passionate. No, there's for that been there's, there's been there's
2: been some other stuff about it. He's not a good guy. Don't ask me why, because I don't remember. But I know <laughs> I've read the article. Anyways, dude, this this team, Bouchnevich, Buchnevich. Buchnevich. Jack looks Jack like Edwards like, would say looks bitch, like a yeah, bitch, yeah. looks like a good player. Probably is a, good, a, a good player. I'm not even gonna say it looks like he is a good player. Uh, this is just me
1: giving blues bias. Yeah, the arm dog. What, what what's your deal, dude? <coughs> Robert Thomas, good player. Yeah. It to me, it's. Ryan O'Reilly like, is Ryan O'Reilly a good player?
2: Yeah, passes prime.
1: Is 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 uh, Shannon a good player? Braden Shannon a good player? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Good player, but that's what I'm saying. There isn't. Is Falk a good player? Good player. Is Kruger a good player? This is what I'm saying. Is Pareko a good player? I love Pareko. Actually, probably my favorite size guy. Size guy. I like Pareko.
1: You're you're a size guy, and somehow you're out on the Blues. I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm looking for consistency out of my line mates here, and I'm not seeing it.
0: Hey, 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 hey. I I didn't go there. I, I think this is a team that is. Overperformed to start the season. Ross, I'll let you go. Over. Overperformed
1: to start Under- the season? Sorry,
0: sorry I... apologies. Underperformed to start the season. Uh, a team that was expected to be in co- competition with the top three of this division. Uh, I think they will respond well. Um, I do love Ryan O'Reilly. Unfortunately, they had the mom's trip in Chicago uh, most
1: recently. So, uh, again, let's go. Does Barbershop a good player? I, no, absolutely. Arm dog, arm dog. I like Barbershop. Dude, to so, me, to me, so, it's, so yeah, yeah. So I'll what give are we you talking? So. What are, give we you so, so what are we talking about?
2: What I'm talking about is this a team that is going to be a bubble team? Is Kyra good? Kyra's good.
1: I've got a lot of good. To me, what you pick? just named like nine good forwards? Good, good. No great. And Tarasenko's <laughs> was. Great. We
2: didn't even talk about
1: Tarasenko. Tarasenko was
2: I'm just saying, dude, to me, to me, this team, and I may be disrespectful, yeah. and I hope I prove to be disrespectful, because I have no hate for the Blues. I just look at this team, and I'm like, look, this is a team that is, it, it's good. Like, it's literally what I said about all the Fords. They're good, and they have a lot of them. Which, like, if you're a Blues fan, love that, right? You have a lot of good Fords. You have Tarasenko, who you know can be that, like, your elite carry you forward. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sold on this team. I think they're a bubble playoff team. To be honest. All right. All right. That's, that's You're like on the a, record. You're on the record. If I'm wrong about that. What do you got, Sif? So be it.
0: I, it's it's interesting. You bring up Vladimir Tarasenko, a, a guy who requested a trade. If I'm not wrong, last year, if, if not the off season before, his his certainty as a blue is a little bit more up in the air. Um, I don't know. I you know it's it's a team that. When you say it, I mean, Tori Krug, um, I believe they added a Nick Letty, You know, even though he's kind of irrelevant. Letty's been there
1: for a couple years. Steady Nick Letty. Steady Nick Letty. (laughs) I'll get to steady Letty. Uh, But, no,
0: I I think this is a team that started off underperforming, but I expect them to bounce back well and and win some games in the Central Division and and be right up there.
1: Couldn't agree more. I mean, I learned the lesson the hard way. Game 7, 2019, Stanley Cup Finals in Boston. Brad Marchand takes a terrible line change and we lose to these fucking hacks and they become, uh, you know, uh, Stanley Cup champs. But bottom line is, they're not hacks. It's a good team. It's a physical team. Uh, Craig Berube, chief, is a respected coach. They all like him. It's still there. Um, I think there's a real passion on this team after a tough start to get back into their winning ways. Um, They're a team I totally wouldn't count out. And I would expect to compete for that third spot in the Central and uh, be right in the mix for a 2-3 Central finish or a wild card. But I expect them to be a playoff team. And I would expect nobody wants to play them in the playoffs. Nobody does. Bennington can get hot. Bennington's shown. He's, he's a little bit back to his form. I've seen some of his games this year. Um, and I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. Yeah. I think you guys are way off about the Blues. I think the Blues. I think the Blues are dangerous, and uh, there's a lot of season left, and, we're, and they're going to have to prove it. But uh, I think there's a lot of season left. I think there's a lot of good money to be made on the Blues because of their bad start and because of opportunities to uh, you know cheat Vegas on it. So bet the Blues. That's my that's my take. I don't disagree.
2: I literally don't so do you fuck yourself. Don't fuck
1: up? yourself. You gotta stay consistent not,
2: with the How idiot. I don't disagree is because I, I, I don't think they're that. Like, I. Prefer, Jesus.
0: Yeah, I don't. You calling me spineless. Like, I know,
1: I know. It's not spineless. It's just saying like. You get a couple beers in these guys, and all of a sudden, they've just got no backbone. It usually goes the opposite direction. No, look, it? look, here's you the People, I'm talking to the listeners.
2: <laughs> yeah, talk to them. Hey, no, finish your, <laughs> finish your points on this. I'm say, I prefer the Winnipeg Jets, and I know that is a uh, maybe a bold take.
1: All right. I just you, don't. You, have are much- we ready to make a wager about the Jets and the Blues? Yeah, slap that who finishes the, se- the regular witness, season really better? Regular really like season. Because I think in the playoffs,
2: No, no, no. My point is in the playoffs, the Blues are better than the Jets. Who, who advances... So, so,
1: so two different bets, and you get to choose, but the stakes are a slap, As if, if, if our listeners aren't Let's familiar deal. with a slap bet. A slap bet means if you win the bet, you get to slap your opponent in the face. Witness, if you lose yeah. the bet, you need to be slapped in the face by your opponent. So, arm dog... I don't want to slap you, but I do want to prove you wrong and teach you a lesson. So, 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 (laughs) you have your choice right now. We're going to make a slap bet this moment. Is our slap bet that the St. Louis Blues and the Winnipeg Jets, who will finish the regular season better, or who will survive longer in the overall season, including playoffs. You get to pick. Choice is yours. I'll accept what you decide and I will choose the blues. I'll take regular season Jets.
2: There's a handshake It's a handshake happening. We gotta slap that. we have got to slap that. We
0: lost the computer feed, but Note I did as, not take the playoff pick. As as witness right here, Ross has got the blues in the regular season. Jets, uh,
1: Jets are so, going to stay, stay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, slot out fans. We, we might, you, you might hear a clap in, uh, in, in, in future podcasts.
0: I guarantee you, we will have this on video. All right, Jack, let's advance. Moving Next on week.
1: to the Mullet Arena, the 5,000
0: seater. The guys that are playing at ASU in Arizona, Oh, my God, the Arizona Coyotes. What seemingly.
1: Should we and spend more than two minutes on them?
0: I, I think if you wanted to talk about Armdog bringing up the, the joke of, of the Easter Conference and the Philadelphia Flyers, this is this is your team. I mean, the fact no, is you've got – Flyers Fuck don't off. deserve this. Fuck off. It's Clayton Keller and the Arizona Coyotes. That's that's all I've got to say about the franchise. The fact is they're playing in a 5,000 – 5,000 – forty, 40 4,700.
1: Sorry. No, no, again, no, no, Thank, you, no, 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 Thank but, you
0: for correcting me. But like I mean, to, your point, to your point. It's sad. I, I think it's probably a ruckus atmosphere for the first 10 games. The fact is, once you get 40, 45, 60 games into this regular season, this team is going to be irrelevant as it always seems to be. The Arizona Coyotes are our next team to, uh, to mention on the pod, starting off the season at... At
1: Shit Well Jack's the big stack guy So, he's, so he's, 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 he's He's gonna look up their bullshit record oh, All I got know is the
0: records I wanna know
2: the goals against on
1: these. Every boxes. Every hey, Hold on can, can I take the floor for a second Yes Are they going to trade Jacob Chikrin Yes You thought they were going to What out? are they gonna get For Jacob Chikrin Is it A, a yeah. one A so, two I think it's a really- one And a two it's a 22. one and a three, a one and a conditional two. That's the conversation. That's really all there is to talk about these guys. Can we move to the Pacific? Yes. <laughs> the Honestly, Pacific. like, cause you're right. That's
2: the conversation. What the fuck do we know?
0: Yeah, it, it's it's it is what uh, what these. Guys you know, it, it is the uh, Philadelphia Flyers of the the Western Conference, and, and no, don't man, drag no, the Flyers no, no. into this. Well, I'm not driving, this. I'm not dragging them into there. Can I'm just, just telling you, no, you literally just, our you really just did drag them in. I'm just telling you what we compared our coverage to. That's all.
2: Yeah, all I'm gonna say is the Flyers are not that bad. I just have nothing to talk about with them.
0: Uh, so the the Coyotes are that bad. Yeah, you know. Alright. It's a so,
2: difference. I, since, I just have to defend since myself. a
0: bit. We're eager to jump to the uh the Pacific division. Jumping to the league leading. Vegas Golden Knights. Twenty six points to start this regular season. Thirteen and four in seventeen games played. Vegas Golden Knights after uh after losing McDonald's, or
1: McDonald's. Yeah, did
0: they have McDonald's?
1: What dude? You know? No, no I'm, losing. I'm losing it. I'm losing, losing it. You're losing it. Just the Vegas Call the Knights. All right, Armour, arm, what do you got on the Knights? Yeah, I, so so I think one of the biggest things they have,
2: and, and there's a lot going on here, so maybe, it may be one of the most... I don't know. People may find this disrespectful. I think adding Jack Eichel... I'm a big Jack Eichel guy, and I think they bought low on him. And I, I know they bought low on him, and I think he's showing he may be... Maybe not that guy you were expecting to be. <clears throat> I think some people thought might he be he might be closer to the McDavid level. He's not that. Trust me, he's not that. He's a very good player, like a, a, a number one center. I think that's a big storyline here. Mark Stone, a guy I have loved for a while. Um, Petrangelo, solid mm. number one defenseman. No, that's you know
0: who like I Petrangelo. Petrangelo is gone, isn't he? No. That's what I'm crazy about. No, I'm Chandler Stevenson, I'm, I'm going to be quiet. Jack, be quiet
1: sit out the next few plays, buddy. Yeah,
2: Chandler Stevenson, honestly, and this is not to be disrespectful, when you have a name like Chandler Stevenson, you're meant to be forgotten. And I, I, I'm sorry, that's, and that might be rude, but like when when you're looking at around the NHL, you got like... More adventurous names. Chandler Stevenson is just a guy who has been productive. Like not really. You want Chandler
1: Stevenson managing your mutual fund? You don't want Chandler Stevenson it's on your first bros. line. But, but that's exactly but,
2: it, though. That's but exactly but, it.
1: but but let me counter you with this. Chandler Stevenson, honestly, effective three zone two hundred foot player. Agreed. He's on a line right now with Eichel who is an elite number one center, one of the top ten players in the league, and Mark Stone, who's a selkie candidate and a great, unbelievable checker, one of the best sticks in the NHL. Underrated. He's incredible. And so you put Chandler Stephenson into that situation, despite his name, um, and I think that's a well-balanced top line. Then you move down a block, and you have wild Bill Carlson, who for you Instagram perverts check out his wife I mean she's a real piece of ass but my point is sounds like it's you got You're you, you, you got time. you got you got Carlson Marcia so Riley Smith that's a line that's been together for a number of years they know where each other are they've got depth they're good they're strong you move down the you move down the lineup a little bit further Keegan Kolasar. like these kinds of character players they have a great depth of roster up front. And then you look at their defense. Their defense it starts with Petrangelo, who, again, Jack, just to remind you, your fucking crusty
0: red right, redheaded
1: ass, it. he's still there. Thank you for pointing out my haircut. And he is maybe the best defenseman in the NHL. I'm going to live with that. No. That's well, Kel McCarr. If Kel McCarr didn't awesome. exist... Uh-oh. Yeah. All right. Kel McCarr, Victor Hedman, Roman Yossi, Charlie McAvoy, Petrangelo. He's an
2: elite defenseman. Top ten. Yeah.
1: Top ten. Agreed. All right. So so you have you have you have Petro. They also have Alec Martinez, who's extremely solid despite his age. They also have um, uh, Shay Theodore. Shay Theodore, who plays who plays on the off wing, and this is yep. something I want to talk about because I watched some nights recently. So Shay Theodore, you see a lot of European players that play on their off on their off uh, point right so you see a lot of righties playing left a lot of lefties playing right yep. and Theodore, i think he's a left and i think he plays right often um, and so it opens up a lot of offensive opportunities and if they're able to handle the back the the backhand then they can make it work shay theodore is so dangerous and he finds ways to get pucks on net. it's incredible and he to me is like he could be i think i think they've got two batmen <laughs> and i've been talking Batman, robin and i uh, got a good point though i know you're loving it and zipper you know uh keep running your program you're a beauty but when we talk about theodore and petrangelo that is such a luxury, and like that means so much. When you can carry a 60-minute game and have one of those two guys on the ice for 90% of that game, that's dynamic. Like That is dynamic. And you have Butch Cassidy coming in as a head coach, former Bruins coach, who I think is a really, really, really strong head coach. Um, he lets the whole team play. He enables a very fluid system where the D can jump into play, where they can make creative plays all 200 feet. They don't need to be too conservative in their own zone. But, you know, he's a little bit of a dickhead. Like, that's just kind of part of his personality. It's part of why, you know, Jakey DeBrusque and the other (laughs) pussies in Boston couldn't handle him. But bottom line is... I think um, it's a good mix in in Las Vegas, and uh, a question mark for me is how they're going to get out of their goaltending so far. I don't know the guys' names, and we don't need to go crazy about their names, but... They've been touch-and-go, and they've been okay, and obviously they're out to a ridiculously great start. But um, I, I really think that uh, this is a big year for Las Vegas, and uh, I think they have all the makings of a cup contender. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled about Vegas, and uh, I didn't even mention Phil the Thrill Castle, but yeah, was <laughs> I want the boys to know that like I'm on the record saying their decor, their, their offensive depth, and I think their coaching – All of those things combined to be a a formidable opponent.
2: I also think just quickly, Sif, before you hop in here. This I think the Knights are thought of as a team that is a post-expansion team, right? You know, like they're thought of a team with a bunch of like third liners. They've gone and traded or acquired this top-tier talent. They just have. You look, you like Eichel as top-tier of a talent as you can acquire. Mark Stone, I think they got. I think they got all these guys. Petrangelo, Alec Martinez. They got them on low value, and they acquired
0: them. I think this is a, this is a very strong team. Well, to, to your point, I mean, you know, it, it seems like I mean the guy's been in the league since I think his eighth, or maybe 19, 19th year old season. Oh. Um, and being Jack Eichel, I think he was nineteen when he walked in.
1: Yeah, he spent one year at BU. Went to the National Championship and gambled away the the year, but keep
0: going. (laughs) Uh, To your point, Mark Stone, only really 30 years old. So as a captain, um, on the the medium side of things. But, you know, I think this Vegas team, as you've seen, competitive every year since they've walked into this this league. um, We'll see what happens. You know, yes, as I mistakenly said, Petrangelo, still with this roster. I love... uh, that D core, I think, uh, as you said, Shea Theodore, stud. Uh, I think 35 uh, year old Alec Martinez has been pretty solid for this team throughout the years. Uh, it should be interesting to see what happens with Vegas throughout.
1: Can I jump in for one sec? Which yep. is Hague and White Cloud mm-hmm. are their fifth and sixth D? I think Hague and White Cloud could be fourth and fifth, or third and fourth D on a lot of teams. Yep. So they, they just they have strong depth on D. Um, they've got strong depth on D. They've got the elite top line talent. I think their middle. I think their middle. Their middle six, right? The second and third lines, maybe could use a tweak. It'll be interesting to see what they do it around deadline. But this is a dangerous team, and I think this could be the year for the Knights. Uh,
0: that's that's what seems to be the biggest question surrounding this team. It has been uh, at least since they've jumped in the league. Is is this the year they finally get over it? Uh goaltending wise obviously leonard robin leonard hopping on the ir early to start the year yeah way. honestly
1: i, I I'm, I'm, I'm ready i'm ready to rant about robin leonard but i'm not going to because no i, I
0: get it I'm well sure. we
1: live in too sensitive of a world to really get into mental health and wellness but i just i, I don't think the guy is stable enough to, like all goalies or head cases this guy's a special one i mean he is a special oh, he, that's- he is a special type of fucking kicker mindset Insane, and uh, yeah, I, I don't want to downplay whatever anybody else is dealing with, but he's just he's. Just, that's know,
0: where
2: that's the, the
1: more I say, the more trouble I'm getting into. But I, it's not
2: even about trouble; it's just like you need a guy. In the they field. need to figure out goal. They need they, to need, to they need, need to figure out goal.
1: That's, that's so maybe their trade deadline move is getting Mark Andre Fleury back. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I. But be. they need a goalie. They need a freaking goalie. That and would be that, the that, biggest it.
0: question surrounding this that's Vegas it. team. Um, is is who's gonna be. That number one, because, you know, you know Leonard's going to be hurt for a while. Um, you know, there's yeah, special around um, Moving on to the LA Kings, Drew Doughty and the Kings. 11-7-1 to start the year for 23 points. Um, an interesting roster captained by Andre Kopitar. Um, an interesting line surrounded by Kopitar, Velarde, and I'm f- dropping whoever the last name Campy. is. Kempy. Kempi, that's who it is. Adrian Kempe,
1: um, man, rocket.
0: Yep, big score. Uh, the Kings, you know, it's it's a roster that that may not jump, you know, off, you know, j- might not jump off the paper, but um, I think it's a team that it, it's they're going to cause some trouble, and it may not be a playoff team. So we I was, do think they're going to compete.
1: Okay, and, and am I jumping in right now?
0: It, it sounds like you. That's
1: my spot. So I watched the uh, L.A. Edmonton game last night and a couple of my big notes there. 10 minutes into the game, there were nine block shots for LA Kings. You continue to watch a game and the LA Kings consistently, head coach Todd McClellan, are operating in this new wave trap, one, three, one. They are the most disciplined, hard checking, hard working team. They get the most out of their talent And they're not the most exciting team to watch. I'm not urging our listeners to watch every LA Kings game. But I got to tell you, especially after watching them in the playoffs last year, the expectations for this team, right? They still have Kobitar, They still have uh, Doughty. They still have Quick and Nat. They've got reasons to believe that they can hang around and be a pesky playoff team, and that's really what they're trying to do as a franchise. And I got to be honest with you, if I'm in the Western Conference, the last team I want to play in the first round is the LA Kings.
0: I, I like I like the point. I think you're not spot off. You're you're spot on with it. Um, I know he's been around forever, but I, I do actually have to beg the question: Is Jonathan Quick that that goalie that gets you over the hump like he was? No the one that quick. One of are Stanley Cups and and I honestly don't think he is at this point. it uh, should be interesting to see what happens. Alex, what do you got on that Well,
2: case? I like I I I haven't watched the team for a full uh, like a full game. So I, I it, to that respect I can't I can't give you the insight there. What I'm gonna say is they're second league in goals mm-hmm. and they give up a shit ton too. They're bottom five in terms of goals against. So there's action happening in these games. What I like about this team, there does seem not necessarily a veteran core. But they're like Anzi Kopitar, he's lost probably two to three steps. You know Disagree.
1: Not, disagree.
2: Yeah, but like he's a great player still. I just think he's slower. I, I think he moves slower. This is a team that I think if they are disciplined, and I trust you, Ross, here, saying they're disciplined. Like I, I totally. fully believe in you here. They get a a lot of young guys coming up, like they have one of the best prospect pools. I would love to see Quentin Byfield.
1: So so, can I jump in on Byfield for a second? So, everything I just said about the about the Kings is acting in a world where Quentin Byfield does not exist. Because as far as the NHL is concerned, Quentin Byfield does not exist. He like broke his ankle or wrist or whatever the hell it was early on. Couldn't figure it out. Couldn't get in the lineup. Finally made his way in. Looked completely lost in the NHL. Quinn Byfield looks like a lost draft pick. And they took him, what, number two overall? Yeah. And so, that's a problem. It's very hard for a franchise to get over a, a complete busted second-round pick. Maybe he'll figure it Chicken out. Overall. Maybe, maybe he'll figure it out. I don't think he will. I certainly don't think he will this season. Um, but Todd McClellan, this coaching staff, The structure of how they operate, it's different. And I'm telling you, they're a pesky group. And I think that they're going to compete for one of the last seeds in the playoffs. And just like we saw last year with Edmonton, they took Edmonton to seven last year. And I think it's going to be more of the same. Um, So, you know, you've got guys like Blake Lazod. Who's you know your classic twenty uh, the Bruins love are twenty six year old prospects. Blake Lazad is a twenty six year old prospect. And prospect's the wrong word, but you know, good grinder does his job. All these things. Um, they have awesome. They have awesome, awesome, awesome like grinder depth. Um, and it's really about Arvidsson. It's about it's about uh, Anze Kopitar, not Andre, but Anze Kopitar uh a son of a coach his dad was like the head coach for slovenia he just he's a beauty he's a first ballot hall of famer in my opinion he's one of the best that's ever done it um and you need guys like dowdy to really carry the mail and stay healthy um on defense it's it's a little bit of an adventure um they've got one other character that i do want to spend a moment on which is uh uh kaliev and so kaliev he wears number 34 for them. He was a U.S. National Development Program guy, uh, despite the Russian name. He yeah, was born in the U.S. He was actually
0: born in the U.S. He was second stand. No, he was born
1: in whatever. He's a U.S. guy. He plays with the U.S. in the Olympics. Um, and so Arthur Kaliev, he plays on their fourth line, and he's just a pure shooter. He shoots a puck from every fucking angle, and. Honestly, I love it. Like, I love it. He doesn't need to play a lot of minutes a night because he just isn't responsible. He doesn't do a lot of great, important things that coaches look for. But he fires the puck on net. He's a power play specialist. He's a shooter. He's a pure shooter, shooter, shooter. And he is an interesting guy that fits into their mix. That they're just, there's something about these Kings. I'm just telling you. They're not a threat. Like, they're not going to go all the way, but they're the last team I'd want to play out of the West.
0: Oh, I understand that. I, I have questions, question marks about what that defensive court looks like. Uh, you know, you're what you're going to get from Drew Dowdy. I love Mikey Anderson. Uh, we'll see
1: what you happens. I love Mikey Anderson. Tell me more.
0: I, I like him, honestly. I, I, truthfully, had him in an NHL uh, franchise mode. Oh, boy. Uh, but young guy, young defenseman. I think he's got upside to his game. Um, hasn't reached his full potential, but uh, but like I said, I, I do think there's still question marks surrounding that defensive core. Uh, so we'll see what happens with the Kings. Moving on to the Seattle Kraken, the newest franchise in this NHL. Uh, Let crack home. You know, a, a first-line line that is surrounded by Jaden Swartz, the uh, never- H the Effort Aging Jaden Swartz um, Alexander Wenberg and Andre Burkowski um, it, it's a uh, interesting Seattle Kraken team that that seems to uh, you know obviously last year being their first year in the league or two was it last year or two years ago
1: last year they were yeah last year was their first season that's what I
0: thought um, so you know traded uh, Giordano at the deadline last year um, a team that is. You know, bolstering uh, the young Matthew Veneers who looked great in the World Junior Championship. Also, did he play in the, the Olympics?
1: Matty Veneers, mask guy. Yeah, he did. But yeah, let's not even talk about the COVID Olympics. <laughs> it was just such a disaster.
0: So it's a it's a very spirited effort from a Seattle team that has gone eight five and three for nineteen points to start the year. This uh, Pacific Conference starting to a uh, hot start. Um, not what you would expect with the Kings and, and Kraken being up in the top two, uh, top three, uh, but uh, you know the Seattle Kraken, interesting start, Alex.
1: What do you got on the Kraken?
2: I it's an interesting team, and, and and the reason I say that is because like we kind of went through a similar experience with the Knights a couple years ago, right? The expansion teams get a bunch of third liners, and they get some of the best third liners. And some of those guys, like you see on the Knights, William Carlson, right? Develops into like one of these top six forwards, right? He gets that opportunity. Um, it's a hard team to talk about without watching them every night. That's just like, and maybe you guys have a different vibe on it. I Personally, I think it's a hard team to watch, or to not watch and understand exactly what they're about. But you look up and down the lineup, and you see a lot of names that you like. And I think that's one of the best things about it. And the other best thing, and this is what we saw with the Knights, and I think what we're seeing a little bit here, a lot of guys who want to prove it. You know, a lot of guys who haven't been given that top six opportunity who all of a sudden are getting every opportunity they want. I think, I, I, I don't know, I, I really, I wish I watched them more because I actually think these are some of the most interesting years of a hockey team. And I think is it, like, it's it's years. Your hockey team probably won't get because you're not an expansion team, you know. But I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't know. It's the biggest wild card there is. I'm interested to see if you guys have thoughts on this, though.
0: Oh, it's uh, you know you're not wrong. I mean, adding Yanni Gord through the expansion draft, Love him. Um, adding uh, you know Adam Larson on the D. Uh, it's an interesting roster. It's a team that underperformed. Or well, not maybe not underperformed last year, but just didn't perform last year. Um, a team that's finding their step in this this league. Um, you know, yes, you're you're seeing early, and and Ross will turn it over to you here quickly um, with the draft pick. And you know, yes, he fell in this year's draft. And Shane Wright, a guy who has been instantly, you know, kind of uh, put into this lineup. He has been. Bad. Fairly, fairly Bad. under underperforming to start this season, uh, but you know, I it, it's I'm interested to see and intrigued to hear what you've got on the Seattle Kraken.
1: Yeah, uh, so you know, with the Kraken, right, uh, a couple of expansion guys I really appreciate and love is uh, you know Yanni Gord. Uh, we mentioned Jaden Schwartz, and uh, I, I think. That Shane Wright. Sh- Shane Wright's a big storyline for this franchise. Uh, so, you know, Shane Wright. For those uninitiated, a lot of people thought Shane Wright was the kind of you know consensus number one overall mm-hmm. pick. He kind of faded around uh, draft time, and ultimately they got him at number four, and they had him in the lineup for a bit. He wasn't playing a lot of minutes. Head coach Dave Hackstall, who I might emphasize Hack uh, before saying Hackstall, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, he was in and out, and and they're struggling to develop Shane Wright. And so, with this team, I don't want to go crazy with them. Um, yeah, I think there's some interest around what they can do and 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 what to watch for them. But to be completely honest with our our listeners, which I always aim to be, I haven't watched a ton of Kraken. Uh, don't plan on watching a ton of Kraken. And the development of Shane Wright is something that they seem to have struggled with early on. Uh, I think that that will weigh on Dave Hackstall's future. And it wouldn't shock me if they had another season where they're big-time sellers at the deadline. And uh, Dave Haxtall will probably be replaced this offseason. So, the I don't want to go crazy with him, but that's pretty much what I got for the you. The
0: only thing, and I, I'm going to make it quick and, and, and brief, is... You know, I, they, he fell. He fell in the draft. There's no question about it. Uh, so I think that takes a little bit of the responsibility off of Hextel. The fact is the guy is, you know, he's 18 years old. He's finding his way uh, with that means sending him down to the AHL and trying to find his time. Uh, the panic button isn't fully hit there quite yet. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Seattle Kraken. Hot, 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 hot start to start the season. Definitely overperforming. Moving on to uh, the team that holds the best player in the National Hockey League in Connor McDavid, the Edmonton Oilers, sitting at 9-8 and 0 for 18 points to start the season. The Edmonton Oilers, it's uh, a team that unfortunately, quick uh, quick note, did lose, um, surprisingly enough, Evander uh, Kane to, uh, uh, unfortunately, a, a cut risk that will result in him losing... Uh, a significant amount of time, but uh, Connor McDavid, Ryan uh, Nugent Hopkins, and uh, um, and Co. dry Drysail. I mean, it, it's an impressive goal scoring machine. Are they finally built to make a playoff run? Are they finally built to uh, turn some heads in this league? It it seemingly seems so with McDavid. Just you know, the one thing I will say before I turn it over to Ross. With the uh, Edmonton Oilers, is you know McDavid does seem like that captain that that seems like he's all serious. He's not going to be the guy that is flashy. He's not going to be the guy that um, says the outrageous comment. He's always going to be team and 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 leadership first. And and that's the Edmonton Oilers with Connor McDavid, um, and and Co. I mean, what what do you got on the uh, the Oilers so far this season,
1: Ross? Yeah. So, you know, Connor McDavid, aka McJesus. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about him because he's he's so dynamic and if if you don't understand the importance of Connor McDavid to the sport of hockey, then I really encourage you to find a scenario where you can watch an Edmonton Oilers game in your local market because he's so special. He moves at a pace that is unprecedented um, and he makes plays that are just ridiculous. And I, I say all that in saying Leon Dreisaitl is his German counterpart who's the second best player on his team. And Leo is a totally different style player but on just a tier below the elite level is connor so like they have arguably the two best forwards in the nhl mm-hmm. like I, that's not a hot take and when you look at like balancing a roster with those kinds of guys and you look at who else they need right and, and you go down their roster so a guy like zach hyman who again uh sorry uh listeners Press but, but, Press but, what is it? thank you private echo dc uh live life uncompromised <laughs> um but zach hyman okay so he was on the leafs before he signed his big free agent ticket with edmonton and i saw a lot of him uh when he was on the leafs when i was a bruins fan or well, as a bruins fan um and Zach Hyman is like your ultimate grinder and he can play on any top line and he could score 30 goals probably won't but Zach Hyman you know I had mixed mixed emotions about him like Larry Wilder driving off a cliff and my new Maserati um but you know Zach Hyman I thought he was you know a little bit greasy a little bit cheap a little bit dirty um, when he was playing for the Leafs. <coughs> now when I watch him, I'm realizing, I fucking love this guy. I mean, he is such a gamer. Uh, he's so valuable. He does so much for them. Evander Kane, you just mentioned, he got his he got his wrist cut by a skate recently. And that's going to take him out a couple of months, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely tough. He's been a huge addition for the team. Uh, legit power forward. And a guy that... Uh, skating alongside mcdavid it's like the ultimate it's the ultimate sidekick to mcdavid because all he does is drive the net cause mayhem uh play physical and, and bring a little bit of wild card craziness um so they also up front right you've got guys like ryan nugent hopkins who not my favorite thank you Prashek. uh not my favorite ryan nugent hopkins but valuable wins faceoffs. Does his job, does his role on defense? They've got a lot of problems, and and that's kind of where it comes to the, the, Like the big question, and a lot of a lot of people that do like NBA NHL comparisons are like, when is McDavid gonna win a championship? When is McDavid gonna win a championship? And so that's what the entire National Hockey League world is asking and the big question to me it's gonna relate to the back end and when you look at the back end for them darnell nurse is on a big contract all right darnell nurse is making 9.25 million dollars a year and in my opinion, Darnell Nerves is a six point two five million dollar a year player, and so that three million dollar gap means so much in the NHL, where it's a very real hard cap league. And so, what's left is you have guys like Tyson Berry, known as Tyson Scary, to his old, to his old, to his old Toronto, to, to his old Toronto fans. Um, Tyson Berry, elite power play guy, but again. Just not a reliable defenseman that you can count on. They have Cody CeCe, who's a solid guy back on the back, friend. Brett Kulak, who I think is similar to CeCe in, in in that role. And Evan Bouchard. Evan Bouchard's a big player for this franchise. They're really counting on Bouchard to make a big step. Bouchard is a big shot. He was, you know, he's a young player. Um, Bouchard at. 6'3? 23. Years Bouchard, old. just 23 years old and you know they they thought Bouchard was going to be a power play specialist early in his career and now he's at a point where they really need a lot more from him and so they're asking a lot more from him and It's evolving, and we're seeing what we're going to see from him. But at the end of the day, I just think that this team is too weak on the back end to take that leap. In net, they have Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner. Jack Campbell's a little bit of a head case, uh, long story short. Long story short, they have problems in net, and I think they're weak on D. But Connor and Leo are going to drag them into contention. They made a case last postseason that said... You don't need a balanced roster to compete in this league, and you know what? They don't need a balanced roster to compete in this league, but I think they need one to get over the top. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm scared and afraid that they're never going to get there until they can clean it's, up the salary cap. It's,
0: Go ahead. Steve. It's, uh, it's a fair thought, and I, I think a very fair question. I, you know, I think this back end has a huge amount of question marks. Um, Thirty-two points and twenty-eight points for dry saddle 32 for being for mcdavid i mean there's no question about it you're going to light the lamp if you are those two but is it enough is it is jack campbell going to be the difference maker in that i really don't think so i don't think this back end gets him over the hump like you said ross i I just i don't see it i don't see it here in the near future hopefully they can for a, a guy that is is a decade Tight player at Connor McDavid. More. Um Alex, I'm I'm interested to see what you got on this Edmonton franchise. Ross, I think you had some great points there though.
2: Nah, I think you guys are both spot on. Like, my big question for this franchise, really, it's not even a team thing. Develop a fucking prospect. Develop a third liner. Where the hell are the third liners? You've had twenty like ten years to develop a third liner and you haven't. They just haven't. When you have to go sign a Zach Hyman, and this is no discredit to Zach Hyman, the Leafs and the Oilers signed you. Well, I guess the Leafs developed him. But that that's kind of like, if you're signing a grinder, you should be signing your skilled players and developing grinders. I it, it bothers me to a different level because you want to see these generation. And I think Drysaddle is generational too. I think if you were on a different team, you'd be talking about him differently. And I think everyone agrees on that too. I don't think that's a hot take. I
1: just want, like, I think
2: everybody in hockey wants to see more from this team, and we're not. And we
1: don't have faith that we will. Can I jump in for one sec? And I'm, I'm sorry to jump all over your arm, Doc.
2: No, don't be sorry.
1: But basically, spot on accurate with developing third liners. And one guy I just want to give a shout out to is this Kostin. K O S T I N. Yeah. He made a freaking impact. I will, again short sample uh, uh bias from how recently i watched him on wednesday night it's thursday night we're recording this Costin Costin is their like fourth line identity guy he's yeah. got a little terror Janelle in him um and i really like what he's bringing to the table and again you're not wrong they're missing out on a lot of those deeds but to me, the bigger issue—it's not about the depth of front. You got guys like Warren Fogle, who I've seen some effectiveness from. Even though they didn't develop them, they got him from Carolina. No, it's not about, yeah. but, but but like I'm not worried about the forward group. I'm worried about the defense and the goaltending.
2: Agree. Oh, it's not like I don't disagree with you there, but like develop a second. Like if this team had three second line defensemen and no first line defensemen, I think they'd be good. I, I don't it, disagree with you. I don't. Like, it's I really just don't. like it's just like sometimes I watch. Like again, I've been a draft watcher. I don't. I, I'm not going to say more. But I've been a draft watcher. <laughs> it sucks to have a second rounder whose projection is a middle six forward. It, it, like I, you never feel good about that. But the reality is, those players. If you get elite middle six end to end players, and it's not just forwards; it's defensemen too, right? Like a second pairing defenseman is your height. Doesn't feel good as a pick. Doesn't feel good as a pickup. But they're invaluable. And they they just are.
0: I don't. I don't I, I feel like this it. team I, I,
1: values the the mid the middle range. Well, it's hard to do that when you have you when have,
0: you're always picking fucking but they don't first. Draft well, these guys.
1: no, no, but it's hard to do that when you have twenty five million dollars tied up and you're in the best two. Agreed, players. but draft yeah. the best a two second two
2: rounder who's not expected to be a first liner. To be
1: honest, to be honest, I think I think I think I think the future of the Oilers is getting rid of Darnell Nurse, getting rid of that contract. We're one of the two big boys. Get, no, you gotta get rid. No, of, no, no. I don't know. I'll just no. say. Trade, I'll just say. I was talking to some Canadians last. year. I think you gotta. To nurse. I, I think was, nurse, I think nurse alright, 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 right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm saying, on the record saying nurse. You think you think one of the big two? You think you think dry? Think, you think, I dry think dry. I'm not disagreeing with him. Kind of you
2: Do you know. think dry? I, no, I think it's nurse. All I'm saying is I was in I was in Calgary with an Oilers fan, and he said they need to trade. And this is him, not me. He said they need to build around dry saddle, trade McDavid, build around this <laughs> guy. Wow. I love it! I love that. That's wow. a steamer. That's, all I'm saying that for Is that's what people In that area Fans of that team Are thinking Because yeah. they're saying What is our future If we have both these guys Taking up all the cap
1: Honestly Honestly I mean it's it's like A Sophie's Choice situation You have the two best Forwards in the NHL and you'll
2: get Substantially more Can from
1: you win you. a Stanley Cup With the two best Forwards in the NHL Not of those
0: contracts on. Jury's on. out
1: look at, look at fucking Toronto
0: Moving on To the Calgary Flames Wow the Edmonton Oilers, is quite the story. Uh, see how much on, more time uh, do we have? We're, we're fired night. The I mean, There's the a lot to talk about the Flames. They are. You are. Really got the it. fucking hack. California teams, keep going. Uh, so moving on to the seven seven and two Calgary Flames at sixteen points. Um, you know, a, a team that traded uh, uh, Matthew Kachuk to the the um, Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers, a team that. Uh, um, is returning, is it, who's in net for them?
1: Markstrom, Jacob Markstrom.
0: Great goaltender in net, um, but uh, a team that has some question question marks throughout. Alex, what do you got on this, this Flames roster?
2: The, so the first thing I'll say, how many times do you uh, trade one of your best players, no doubt, but you return one of the top points, I think the top point scorer and a player Like, you get the top point scorer and somebody, and a Mackenzie Wegar, right? Like, a great player for somebody else. Like, Mm -hmm. that's. that's, Giants. Huberto, Mackenzie Wegar. Huberto put up a ton of points. And then you go and sign on Nazim Kadri,
0: right? 32 year old Nazim Kadri,
2: yeah. Kadri, yep. I'm a bit. I like the way this roster's built, I'm not going to lie. I like Noah Hannafin. And I, I just do. A guy who's been moved around a lot. Which I think is always a little bit skeptical. Like I, I'm always skeptical about a guy who's been moved, uh, but I like Noah Hannafin, and I think there was complete reason to move him from Carolina. Like there's an understandable reason why he was moved. Um, I like Tyler Toffoli. I think he plays well in Calgary. Like I don't know. I think he's a, like a Calgary to me is a guy is a city in a fan base that wants a grinder scorer. I think Tyler Toffoli fits that mold in a weird way. I don't know, I, I really like this team Like I uh, I really like this team I, I don't know I, I just, I enjoy this team And part of that is uh, honestly, part of that I'm going to admit my bias here, their jerseys and their, their electric home home stadium environment is part of that The saddle the dome The saddle dome,
0: dome. The anyway, saddle dome I think Vegas that matters like, I
2: think like when you get in that like that vibe, it just matters, I think players play better
0: there I don't know what it is What do you got Jack? As, as you fans out there as, as anyone that's listened to 3-up, three 3-down, three you always know Alex is a vibe guy. Um, the Calgary Flames, I, I I understand the excitement. I think it's a team that uh, that is going to be consistent. I don't know. I, I don't see them as a top three in this division. Could they sneak in as a wild-card favorite? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you know, I think they've got solid goaltending, without a doubt. Uh, adding Kadri is, is a significant addition, but... The fact is, I, I don't think they, they were an awesome cadre away from being that competitive. So I, I just think there's still holes throughout this roster. I don't see them uh, being where, where people expect, and um, that's reality of it. But Ross, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear what you've got to say.
1: So I probably not shocking for our listeners. I just completely disagree with your take there, Jack. Uh, I think that this is a roster with almost no holes in it, and I think that's part of the problem. So So... Little different kind of opinion here, right? You have Kadri, Huberto, Majapani, Backlund, Backlund, and Lindholm. Backlund and Lindholm are their top two centers, or two. You have you have Kadri, Backlund, Lindholm down the middle. One, two, three as centers. That's probably the best three centers in the NHL that any team has to offer they they complement that with huberto who led the league in points last year manjapani who scored 40 uh um teller to who's a proven playoff player Dube depth, Rooney tre- got depth. Guys like Trevor Lewis, uh, Adam Ruzichka, my boy, my absolute boy, Milan Lucic. He's on a gross contract, <laughs> but he brings a lot of value to the team. No, he's a good. Player. And then you, and, the, and, the, and the, then you look at defense. You look at defense, right? Noah Hannifin, Rasmus you Anderson, uh, Chris Tanev, Nikita Zadorov, Mackenzie Weiger, and and whoever they're going to fill in there as as the sixth. That's a really really deep unit, but. I think, and Markstrom and that. And Markstrom's supposed to be one of the best goalies in the league. So, again, you look at all of that, and that's a really deep lineup to me. There aren't any, to reverse quote Jack, holes in that lineup. There are no holes in the lineup. And I think that's part of the problem. They don't have an elite defenseman. They don't have that, and I've been saying the, the Batman, Batman. I've been saying the Batman. That's not
0: a hole? fact is that they don't have an elite defenseman that's not a hole to be to be filled
1: because they have elite pairings so 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 to me to me to me the big issue there is they don't have a batman and i've been doing the batman robin thing and i know it's annoying and i know Zerlip is loving it every minute and love you dano keep listening but my overall point is they are going to have to try to prove that you can win a stanley cup without an elite defenseman
2: I also think what just And I don't
1: know if they can do it.
2: I bet I think they have such a... like they have the right balance. I think I think they I I don't know if they could. I think they're in contention. Like I really do think they're in contention. The one thing I'll say is, and I think it's kinda funny, and it's kind of like a meme saying like quote to say here, they're a team that you'd look at and say, Hey, they could trade for a Matthew Kachuk as a team that just traded
1: him. Uh, you, look, you know, you, look you know, the arm dog, arm dog, I, I love you, but I, I have no idea what you're talking about. There. I'm
2: I saying they're a team that.
1: that has so much depth
2: throughout the top three lines. You could say they'd go trade for that elite forward, they, they just don't need that,
1: that elite forward. They already have Hubert out, but they just traded that elite forward for him. They lost Gaudreau. and they lost those other it, guys.
0: It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this Calgary team. Honestly, I. I
1: To be honest, last last playoffs, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jack, but I I need to just get this out. Mm -hmm. Last playoffs, they got pumped by Edmonton because they were missing Chris Tanev. And Chris Tanev means so much to that team. Um, So him staying healthy, et cetera, et cetera, like that's really important. And Chris Tanev is a really great piece. But Chris Tanev is not that. Fucking Batman guy. No, he's he's a shutdown guy, but he's not that Batman guy. And they really don't have that on the back end. I think that's the the gap uh, with this roster. Um, so again, I'm rooting for him I'll like them. And Milan Lucic, you're my absolute boy. So if you're listening, I know you're not, but <laughs> maybe, maybe um, one day. The, I mean, I mean, I, I'd say the Flames are my Western Conference team I root for, but. I just don't think they have the horses in the back. end.
0: Playoff team. Though. Uh, that's where I'm at on it. I, you know, I think 100 uh,
1: playoff team. And a dangerous playoff team. Uh, Jack says no. I disagree. with
0: All you. right, all right. We'll I see how it I think they're, I think they're a wild card team to say the least, but I, I don't see them causing havoc. I really don't. You know, they, they may be able to score the goals, but I I do agree with you. You know, yes, as you say, no missing pieces, but I do think missing uh, a guy that could be truly your number one on that blue line is a missing piece. And that's why I say that. Uh, Moving on, though, to the San Jose Sharks, a game that actually we've been following closely as they're losing to the Detroit Red Wings in uh, the second intermission. But moving on to the San Jose Sharks, 6-9-3 to start the season for 15 points. The Sharks, Eric Carlson, um, a team that actually let Brent Burns go, surprisingly enough, um, and is seeing... The offensive explosion from Logan Couture and uh, fuck, who's the other guy? I can't remember his name.
2: Timo Meyer.
0: One. Yep, Timo Meyer. Thomas Hurdle and Thomas Hurdle. So you know, a guy who uh, who lit it up early in his career had a serious injury and has been able to rebound well. Um, the San Jose Sharks, a, a team I don't think we will expect to do much this year, uh, but nonetheless, we got to cover them. So. Who wants to uh, lead us off on the San Jose Sharks?
1: I'm ready. Send it. Yeah? All right. Sharks, again, I think Jack, fair, fair assessment. We don't need to spend too much time on them. But Tomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, Timo Meyer. Um, that's a strong up front group that they're going to need their horses to carry them. You look at the back end. Eric Carlson, Trade bait. to the max. The rumors are already flooding. He started the year really hot. He's got like you know, point and a half a game so far this year. He's coming off of a lot of injuries, and I think he's been battling a lot of things that have prevented him from being the the Eric Carlson that they signed that, that they originally back. acquired. He looks, he looks like he's exactly who he should be, um, but he's got a big cap number, and it's going to take a it's going to take a complex trade situation to move him. Um, but when I look at this team. I have two thoughts. My first thought is who on this team is going to be super valuable at trade deadline? And when I answer that question, there's a guy named Alexander Barbanov. Yep. He wears number 94, and he's not a rookie, but he's new to the NHL. He's number, he's about 28 years old. He played in the KHL for a while. That's the Russian pro league. Um, he's a grinder with some good skill. He, we've talked a lot about that glue layer, right? About that like third line layer, and like what you really need from the from from the middle six, and. To me, he is a key ingredient to a real Stanley Cup team. Um, I think he's a really valuable trade piece. Nick Benino, another guy yep. not talked about, uh, going into a contract year. He's 34 years old, but he's a face-off guy. He's a penalty kill guy. Everybody remembers the HBK line, right? Um, it was uh, it was HBK H uh, H uh, God damn it, the speedy Swede. Uh, Carlson, no. Beautiful looking but not very effective. Hag Hag Haglund. Carl Haglin. Carl Haglin. Carl Haglund, yeah. Haglund, Nick Bonino, Phil Kessel. Yeah. HBK line. That was the big that was the big line on one of those uh um Pittsburgh Penguin Stanley Cup runs. And Bonino, I think, is so valuable. So you got Bonino, you got this Barbarnov, um, and obviously Car- Carlson is Dangle that shit. A big deal. So, like the Carlson deal is going to involve a blockbuster. It's thank you project. It's going to involve probably a third team in order to take on the cap space because he's at a ridiculous cap number. Uh, He's still the highest paid defenseman in the league at eleven and a half in the year. Or they just eat it. Or they just eat it. Uh, Eat it for picks. Eat it eat it for picks. Which they might do. So so like that's really what to me the Sharks are. Is what pieces can we pick off the sharks that could be valuable and relevant for a real Stanley Cup team? Um, You know, Mark Edward Vosick, I love him. I think he's really valuable, but he's locked up for seven million a year for another handful. Um, It's just thirty-five years old.
2: You look at the team. You look at the team. Like they're all trade bait in my in my mind.
1: Nico Sturm. Nico Sturm's another guy. Nico Sturm's another guy that's got a lot of value.
2: But if you trade these short-term guys, all of a sudden those key guys are expendable, right? If you trade Ek, right, and you take on some salary for picks, all of a sudden Mark Edward Vlasic's is available, right? Logan Couture is available. All these guys become available. They're kind of in a pendulum right now, and I think they're a team that can easily become. Hey, let's let's sell house. Let's let's load up on these picks. And oh, let's, move on.
0: Uh, let's move on. Let's move on from I this think. lost era. That's what I think will be interesting about the Seattle team. I think they'll they'll be big sellers. Are we talking Jose, about Seattle or are we talking about like, San sorry, Jose? San Jose, come come deadline time. I think this will be a team that that sells high. Uh, should be interesting to see what the uh, the Sharks are able to produce. In Wait, one last thing though.
2: Yeah, on the trade bait, if they fully want to sell, and it's it's a long shot. Timo Meyer, why not? He's twenty six. If you're gonna if you're gonna sell house why not sell house
1: yeah i mean my to me meyer and hurdle are almost like the identical skill set i I think like the two really good players players, you can get so much for them they're both highly skilled they're both kind of big um and and they both bring like just a ton of talent to any first line like they're both like elite big sized highly skilled players um i just honestly to to be honest with you their arm dog those feel like the kind of guys that just don't get moved and I I, like hurdles on like a long-term deal so like that makes it more complicated and less likely um, but I, I think the depth pieces guys like Barbanov and Benino to me are more likely to be sort of key ingredients to some Stanley Cup contender that is not the San Jose Sharks because that's not who the sharks Agreed. are and I feel bad I feel bad for Quinny and the head coach Dave Quinn because I think he's a little bit of uh, you know being marched out to the slaughter there. It, it's a tough
0: situation to be at uh, the San Jose Sharks at, like we said, 6-9-3 for 15 points. Moving on to the Vancouver Canucks, <laughs> the Canuckleheads um, at 5-9-3 for 13 points. Brock Besser and the Canucks have, uh, have, have struggled, to say the least, to start this year. Alex, I know you're eager to get right at it. The Vancouver Canucks, what do you got? yeah so first off and this is less on
2: a hockey note um, they're, they're alter, uh, what do they call them the, what are the alternate jerseys they release this the year retros. The, the retros the retros I think. fantastic <laughs> beautiful probably my favorite of the group <laughs> if you're a Canucks fan be happy about those for this year um, talk about talent just not leading to wins this is the Canucks team I really love a lot of these players and you look at it like JT Miller Brock Besser Ilya Mikhaev, okay, like fantastic. Bo Horvat, Elias Pettersson, fantastic. I don't know what they do with these guys. I think Bo Horvat is the blockbuster move of the deadline. So he's on a he's, he's on a contract year. He's on a contract year. I think Bo Horvat, and he's been performing. He's been scoring. He's had his best season today. He's playing better than he has or ever has. Bo Horvat. If you're the Canucks, you're looking. And you're saying, "How much can we get for this guy?" They don't have cap space. They don't. They can't resign him. Like he's walking. He's. I, I think he's almost a lock to be traded, unless they trade a guy on a big contract, which is way harder. They can
0: go get anything they want for
1: Bo Horvat right now.
0: Well, uh, it's, it's. I understand that. And and before we turn over the page to, we could
1: see like maybe Vegas.
0: Vegas could be. Anyone who has cap
1: space? Wants this guy. Vegas. Vegas. But who uh, needs a center.
0: I'm saying the, so.
2: The one team that's been rumored big time, like huge, for Bo Horvat, the Detroit Red Wings.
0: I, I get out of here. Get out of here. I, out of no, 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 no. I'm gonna it's add not that a thought. thought we'll though. See, we'll that's see. National... Play, play themselves into a playoff conversation. No, we'll but that this, conversation.
2: Is a, this isn't a playoff. This isn't a build up for the playoff thing. This is a real rumor. This is one of the top rumors of where Bo Horvat could go. There's rumors Eisman likes him, and they're a team that could trade for him with a prospect pool that's as deep as anyone's they would
1: take evanson
2: It might it might like but that, that's what I'm saying like i think that the the big rumor would take it would take, Bo, it would take Bo Bo to the wings it's it's not being a biased thing that's the number one trade destination for him right now i personally would not like i love more Bo, you Bo, can't say it well but that I wouldn't want him because of what he would cost Evanson, oh, yeah, I want Evanson. He's not,
1: he's untouchable. So it's no, amazing. he's not untouchable. Bo Horvat yeah, is touchable. I, I don't know. It, it should be interesting to see. I mean, you're looking and at
2: Kuzmenko. Sorry, Kuzmenko needs to be mentioned. Russian <laughs> league import, fantastic player. Is he? He's really good. Uh, really? I think he can score. I'll have to keep an eye on him. He can score. He's a Russian league import. He can score. I've not watched. Like, uh, he's on my fantasy team. I'm not gonna lie. And he scores.
0: Seven, uh, seven goals for four just for eleven points to start the season, um, reality, <laughs> reality is I think it's an interesting year for the the world of Elias Patterson. Um, at, at at age twenty four, making seven and plus he's million tied dollars. Up, no, I understand he's tied up, but it, this is like if you're if you're Vancouver, fucking hold it for for when you go. Um, it, this is a you know you're getting to the point where you need him to take the steps to be that next generational player, and I just don't see it at this point. Uh, Vancouver, you know, relying on uh, Pedersen and, and a few other, few other draft picks. I mean, you've got $5 million pretty much tied up in Connor Garland. It, it's a team that has a lot of money spent in maybe not the best uh, best ways possible. Uh, Ross, I'm, I'm interested to see what you've got on the as you're falling asleep as, as you're giving the... Uh, Given the appearance of, of the Vancouver
1: Canucks. no, I mean, yeah, what are you gonna say about the Canucks? Like, it's Bo Horvat. Like Bo Horvat's trade bait. Uh, they they re signed JT Miller to an endless deal. Um, like I think JT Miller's got a tremendous value to any playoff team, but he's locked up now for eight years at eight million. Like that's uh as they say in certain circles of Seinfeld, right? That's it big matzo ball um but Bo horvat at a ufa i mean that's the big deal for them this we talked in the in the in the eastern preview about how teams can play themselves out of the playoffs early but you can't lock yourself in these guys have already put themselves out. I mean, it's 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 bad. It's a dysfunctional relationship between the coach and the GM. You're hearing a lot of news about um, about you know Bruce Boudreau and uh, God, I'm forgetting the GM's name, but he's the uh, Rutherford Jim Rutherford. Um, so you know, it's just it, it's not a good thing going on in Vancouver, and nothing's really great there. What do you got for me?
2: They have Ekman Larson. Eight and a half million for more years. Oel, OEL. What,
1: what do you do for? What do you do with him? See, Oel. He's, he's not worth that. He has seven, two, six. Move that contract he has, though. See, 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 dude, through twenty-six, twenty-seven. I mean, so, 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 it's like,
2: a deadlock.
1: No, but no, but that's what you need to factor in. Like, I think a guy like Ethan Bear is much more movable He's got one more year at one point eight. Like, like those are the kinds of guys that move. But what a deadline. do
2: you do when you're looking at the future of this franchise? So off season, call, off, season, off, off season, off season, off season
0: trades, off season trades. crazy. Do you explore the idea of moving a Quinn Hughes?
1: I mean, for me with, personally, with for Franklin me personally, <laughs> Quinn Hughes. He's twenty three years old. Like I, you probably hang on to him, but like I mean, I, I don't think Quinn Hughes is necessarily a winning player, but. There are so many other like there's so much more fat on this roster than Quinn Hughes. I just think that he's like fifth or sixth on your like two move uh, list, mm-hmm. and in that sense, like uh, I, I think he sticks around. I think I think I think Hughes sticks around. It, I, I don't I disagree. With you. I really
0: don't disagree with you. I it should be interesting to say. I mean, I Ekholm.
2: Shame of the Yates Jesus <laughs> I can't Christ speak today. it is what it is
0: uh, but he's locked up long term it, it should be interesting to see what the Canucks do uh, moving on to our last team in the Pacific our last team in the Western Conference before we move on to our, our Stanley Cup picks our division picks because we did forget our uh, our top three for the, the central and our top three for the Pacific um, so moving on to the Anaheim Ducks. At 5, 11, and 1 for 11 points. The Ducks have started pretty uh, pretty mediocre, to say the least. Uh, a team that I already know, and I'll say it right off the bat, I know Ross hates Trevor Zegers. Uh, it, it's a team that has been rebuilding for a while. Obviously saw the retirement of Ryan Getzloff in the offseason. Uh, a team that's kind of going through it yes they did add um, who was the big uh, free agent signing for Anaheim
1: no one Henrik Henrik no he's been there for a while I thought they added one guy John Klingberg one year one year (laughs) one year contract dude trade bait yeah trade bait absolute trade bait
0: so as we quickly wrap up the Western Conference and uh, the Pacific Division on the, uh, the Anaheim Ducks who wants to lead us off in a quick debate, I guess, is... uh, I don't know if it'll be quite the debate, but quick conversation on the Anaheim Ducks. Who wants to start us off? Alex? Sure. All I'll say is you have the Chell
2: cover athlete, and you're one of the worst teams in the league. Um... I don't know what else. Like, Jakob Silver never developed. I I really liked him when he was first coming up, and I guess that's because he was a third-liner. He showed potential. Um... Mason McTavish fun like I think he's a guy to watch like obviously a, a, a top draft pick somebody you want to see develop There's there's pieces there for a future Troy Terry is a player There's nothing this year But watch the guys watch your Chill star, you know Zegras is fun to watch whether or not you like I think you might agree with me Ross here on this. I'm not the biggest fan of like the whoopsie-doo hockey and I like it when it's met with a little physicality. I don't think Zegers is a playoff player, and I don't know if we'll see that for a couple of years. Either way, like he might be, but I think we're a couple of years away from uh, finding out if he is, you know? Because I don't think they're getting there. But what do you got?
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, I, I'm, I'm really geared up to rant about Zegers and how much do I it. dislike the player because it's going <laughs> to <Do> be... <it. laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> I want to hear Trevor Zegers. Trevor fucking Zegers. All right, Bedford, New York. I don't know if anybody knows Bedford, New York, but it's an extremely nice place to grow up. Uh, Trevor Zegers liked him at BU. A lot of talent, national program, Olympics or uh, not the Olympics, but the uh, World Juniors. He was a hero. He, he was the man. Uh, he, was, he was very cool. He's gotten into the NHL. He's played about 100 games, and all of a sudden he's on the cover of the fucking video game. <laughs> now, let me tell you something about this overprivileged, baby-faced little bitch. There was a situation last year where the Ducks are up 5-1, to one and Zegers' little butt buddy, Troy Terry, slaps at the goalie in a 5-1 to one game... And Jay Beagle beats the living shit out of him. Okay? Good Jay Beagle. That was the situation last year. And this shaped my opinion on Ziegris and my opinion on the Ducks. And Beagle lost it. Alright. Alright. I'll be the first to tell you. Beagle went too far. He got a. he just just He's emotions were around. His team was getting pumped. His team was getting shit kicked. And he just beat the living shit out of Troy Terry pumped his face full of lead and the guy looked like a pumpkin alright afterwards now Ziegris, at this point in the game with at the time I think less than 80 career games played except for his stupid little bullshit lacrosse goal has the gall to speak to the media and talk about how what Jay Beagle did is so out of control and so bad for the game and to start advocating about the game i've got a newsflash for trevor zegris and i know he's not listening we had 34 listeners last podcast like you know we're we're not setting records like i'm not exactly standing Mm -hmm. on the national pundit here shut the fuck up shut the fuck up shut the fuck up shut up and become a superstar based on merit Like, all this kid does, he's the definition of this new generation of bullshit. And he drives me fucking crazy. I hate him. I hate to look at his little baby face. He looks like a girl, and I have to see him every time I log into my fucking NHL video game. Um, He's got all this bullshit, and I... Again, a guy that I loved coming into the league. He's a a BU guy. He's a superstar. He was great in the World Juniors. I had had nothing but admiration for him. Comes into the league. Does his little fancy shit. And the fact that he runs his mouth about a guy like Jay Beagle, who... Pro. Played in this league for 10 years. Wins a Stanley Cup. Does the dirty work. Does the real work that it takes to be a fucking championship player. Something that Trevor Ziegler will probably never know. Honestly, drives me up a wall and every moment Trevor Zegers is praised it drives me fucking crazy so I'm sorry to be this fucking pain in the ass old school, out of touch bullshit, but I gotta tell you I hate Trevor Zegers he's my least favorite player in the league and I'm done talking about him well
2: have you thought about the fact that he probably sued Jay Beagle well his parents sued Jay Beagle for assault of his friend um instead of actually doing something about it like the league needs to get back to like oh you want to go fucking beat up my teammate i'm gonna go do something about it that's just what that's what the league is about like i I don't think it needs to change and they're trying to change the pitsy patsy you know like we'll do those skills he's gonna get lit up one day and 90%
1: 90% of the hockey fan base is going to love it. Next time he tries to do one of those Michigan goals, I hope somebody. You know,
2: every defenseman in the league is waiting on that.
1: No, no, no 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 no, 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 no. no, no, no. But I'm not even talking about it. I'm talking about a back checking winger that has no yeah. responsibility Tom down Wilson. low. That's skating full speed and that's coming at 25, Gross, geez, 25, 25 to 30 miles an hour and puts that little fucking bitch. <laughs> into a new dimension
2: (laughs) or maybe a 45 year old And
1: it'll cost him and it'll cost him it'll be a suspension It'll, (laughs) it'll be a big one it'll be a big one but you know what i hope i hope some legend patriot out there is willing to sacrifice that cost for the sake of the game and we'll just see. But anyway, yep. I'm done ranting about how much Moving I got Moving on. Looking at the actual roster, you have got, you have important guys like Kevin Shattenkirk. Yep. You have important guys like John Klingberg. You have important guys like…
0: Klingberg's not there anymore.
1: No, Klingberg's yeah, right there on the roster. You've, uh, well, then, you've, you, you have, you have uh, other players like uh, Adam, Adam Henrique. Jacob Silverberg. These are trade. These are legitimate trade, 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 trade <laughs> make guys. We'll see what the franchise does. We'll see what the channels do. Yeah, I want do. To see
2: McTavish.
1: I like McTavish's game from, like... But you, know, you, know the, you know what the big one is? Nobody's talking about it. John Gibson. So, John Gibson and that is maybe... Trade-bait, though, right? He's maybe the best goalie on a bad team. He's still got five years under contract. But how many teams... Edmonton Oilers, Toronto Maple Leafs. How many teams... Could send a Mitch Marner or a, not, um, bro. or a Darnell Nurse. How oh. many? Te- how many teams? <laughs> how many, a
2: salary dump?
1: Nurse, maybe. How many teams could move a big time player to get a big time goalie and make themselves a legit contender? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the Ducks have the balls to do it, but. John Gibson wasting away his career in Anaheim is bad for the league. I like it. It's, like it's that
0: great. I, I agree with you on that. I mean, the American goaltender has uh, has put up uh, the best numbers he can for for the performance that has been put in front of him. Um, I don't want to spend too much more time on this Ducks roster Yeah, because I, I truly don't it's think waste. It's, it's deserved. Uh, Fuck Zegers. But we'll, we'll see what happens here in Anaheim moving on we did skip in in the central division breakdown quickly we're going to do a central breakdown of the top three who we think will be up there and then uh, the pacific yep and then uh before we head into saturday's picks our reoccurring segment we're going to pick our stanley cup winners at least our predictions
1: um early on in this season
0: but ross central division top three who you got
1: Rusty's going with the Dallas Stars, the Colorado Avalanche, and the St. Louis Blues.
0: Okay, okay, I see it. I understand it. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I, you know, I think uh, in reality that uh, that all makes sense. Uh, we'll see what what unfolds there. Alex, what do you've got for the Central Division?
2: Yeah, Colorado up top, easy money. Um, then I'll go Dallas, and I will go with a little wild card here, Minnesota.
0: I, I I want to get Winnipeg, but I'm going to Minnesota because I like the team. I you know I think uh, people Bill Guerin's <laughs> roster expected more out of what Minnesota has produced so far, so I understand that as well. I, I definitely think Colorado is uh, going to take over that division. Uh, it it'd be exciting, and I'm going to throw them as my third team in that division. Uh, great goal from Seattle to win it in overtime. Is I'm going to take Dallas as the third seed in that division. Nice, and I'm going to take. Uh, uh I guess it's gonna be you know, I think Winnipeg uh, is a good talented roster and I think they'll we'll take the second team here in the uh the central division.
1: So you have what? You you have Colorado, Winnipeg, Dallas. Yep. All right. And I have Colorado, Dallas, and Saint Louis. And yep. who do you got armed dog? Colorado, uh Dallas and Minnesota. Mini. Alright, cool. Alright, we're on
2: to the Pacific. Like
0: moving on to the Pacific. Quick uh, top three on the Pacific, moving uh, to a little bit of a different direction. Alex, what do you got for the top three in the Pacific?
2: Yeah, so we got Vegas, I got Calgary, and I have Edmonton.
0: Okay, I, I like it, I understand it. Um, I like Vegas, I like uh, um, Edmonton, and I'm going to shock the world by saying uh, LA Kings take that third spot.
1: I like I like, I like that pick from Sif, but I'm going to go with uh, the arm dog. Vegas and Alberta. So Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary. I'm, 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 I'm I like Alberta. Sh- yeah, Vegas and Alberta. Uh, that's Rusty's pick.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. Moving on, um, since we've wrapped up officially our division breakdowns for all four divisions, we're going to move into our uh, – and, and I know it's tough to say and I know it's hard to say – but we're gonna keep track of it. We're gonna we're gonna look at it here come postseason time. Who are the boys' Stanley Cup winners? Who wants to go first?
1: So we need to pick. We need to pick the two teams in the winner. Let's pick two teams. Yeah, two teams in the somebody winner. Over somebody open somebody
0: because then okay. we get a win.
2: We have two chances okay. to win. You know, if you get one of them, it's a moral victory.
0: All right, I can get behind that. And who wants to lead us off?
1: I'm ready to go. Ross, send it.
0: Who's your Stanley Cup winner? Who's your Stanley Cup uh, runner-up?
1: Not great for the Nielsen ratings, but I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars over the Carolina Hurricanes. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Wow, wow, wow.
0: Staying true to his, uh, his stars, saying that he loves Dallas. Stars over
1: Canes. That's Rusty's pick. Lock it in. Stars over the
0: Canes. That's right. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Alex, what are you thinking for the Stanley Cup final?
2: So the what? Like, here's the thing in the West, I do not want to pick Colorado. Like I knew they're the favorite, but I just don't. I don't vibe with it. Um, and I'm going to go with like probably my favorite team in the West. To be honest, like my fan as a fan team, and I think they have a complete roster. I'm going to go with the Flames out of the West. And I will go with a little bit of like probably the biggest surprise out of the East, a bigger surprise than the Flames. No way he's gonna say New Jersey. No, no, it's even worse than New no Jersey. No, Wildwood, huh? It's even worse, and uh, I expect all the hate when it flops inevitably. I'm gonna go with the Leafs out of the East. Ooh. They score the way to the Cup final and get outplayed by the Flames. Flames An all, over, and all Canada all final, Flames win. Pretty wild. Flames over Leafs. I think it
1: would be one of the most electric series. Wow. All right. That's uh, the good. Flames,
2: and the, the the Leafs, in the Saddle Dam. They're gonna get oh, shit off. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do uh, you got, Zephyr? What do you got? Uh, buddy? I like
0: the picks there. Uh, personally, I'm gonna be the Homer that says I think Colorado. Colorado returns to another, <laughs> to another Stanley Cup, and I do think they take it over the, uh, I'm going to say this year, your, your team, the Boston Bruins. I think they're going to beat the Colorado Avalanche, they're going to beat the Boston Bruins mm. in six games. Oh, he's picking the
1: games. games he's picking the games. All right. Right. All right, our Saturday night picks, that's what's left. Moving on as we, uh, I
0: know it's been a long one, but well, moving on to our weekly segment uh, brought to you by Star 6 Media. Check out all the pod- uh, all the podcasts. Check out the, uh, the website that's coming soon. Moving on to the Star 6 Media Saturday picks. Alex, who do you got for your pick on Saturday?
2: Yeah, it seems like a good time. It's not too easy of a take. It's actually, I think, a pretty even game. I got my boys, the Detroit Red Wings... <laughs> Taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets and winning. I'm obviously not picking at yeah, them.
0: eighteen and thirteen. Not a, not an even game, but that's all right. What? Hey, he took it. That's a great. He's got Shut in up. Shut up. No. no, no. All all right, right, what do you got, Jack? What do you got? Jack? All right, just quickly. The standings from last week: one and zero for no, Alex. Jack. Jack. Oh, and and one for Al- uh, Ross and I. Uh, but my pick this week, is going to be the Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers. Nine o'clock start in
1: Edmonton. I'm gonna take the oilers. Woo! Nice. Sims, roll oh, the dice I again. So I, I gambled on I gambled on the first week and I'm just gonna fucking dump it out right now. Oh fuck you. Boston Bruins fuck at home you. over the Chicago Blackhawks. I saw it on phone. Put <laughs> the fucking mortgage on it. Put the mortgage on it. Good team rolling at home against a bad team struggling on the road. <laughs> Bruins, 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 Bruins. That's the lock. I'm gonna probably be very poor on sunday but uh hopefully i'll hammer the bees and uh parlay that into some good nfl bets on sunday <laughs> i love <laughs> it for
0: all you 30 listeners of, of uh of you out there i hope you're on the hawks because uh, fuck boston and fuck the bruins but i understand the pick as he as he's wearing it, it had to January be done honor, it had to be done signed jeremy roenick jersey next to me on my right i i I get it. I mean, it's fed to you on a silver platter. I mean, Boston Blackhawks, Saturday night. Too easy. It is too easy to pick. The standings being Alex 1-0, and 0, Ross and I 0-1. Uh, early start to the uh, Saturday picks, a, a fun segment. We look forward to uh, kind of giving you guys throughout the season. Uh, just to, uh, to end her off, give you the shout-outs, Star6 Media, we are proud to be a part of it. Uh, go check out OnlyFootball three up three down big league chicago jca sports sports strip eafp all this all the podcasts that star six media offers we got a website coming to you here soon um, should be exciting stuff coming from uh the star six media group ross alex appreciate you joining me as always another fun episode number two in the books alex final thoughts on uh on this thursday night
2: no, I'm excited we got to go through all these teams. I think it's good. I, I I really enjoyed it. I hope the listeners enjoyed it. And I'm excited. We'll be getting into like more current events, I'd say, on the NHL. And uh, I'm excited for that too. Yeah, but it's been good, boys. I've, I've really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, what'd you got, Russ? No, I love doing predictions, like with the benefit of like uh, almost a month of the year. Like, like we get to actually get like a preview of the teams before we give our picks. Uh, it feels great. But hey, roll damn stars and uh, fuck Trevor Zegers. So rock and roll. <laughs> Amen.
0: Uh, as as I said, appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a great night, and we'll see you guys next week.